Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, AJ, are you like a curated TikTok or anything? I'm glad you asked, Richard. I, I, I've curated a TikTok, and look, I have just as many weird, fetishy videos that I didn't know I was into until they started popping up on my feed as like the what? next 29-year-old man on Facebook. But I don't want to focus on them wow. um, on, t- on TikTok, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, like, oh, yeah, where did Facebook come on to it? <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I I was thinking about like the weird kind of like platonic trends that I've I've built <laughs> for myself. One is I get a lot of videos of the the interactive CGI crush from Finding Nemo the turtle. Very funny. The whoever whoever voices that thing is very quick-witted. Mm. I also get a lot of like pet lizards getting their skin like they sh- they've shed their skin and oh, yeah. their owners are helping them shed their skin and they'll they'll pull out these the plugs out bit. of their noses yep. and whenever they do you see the lizard go like <laughs> yeah it's like that <laughs> it's sort of a very a very gentle of closing of the eyes to indicate that yes this is what this, this is what lizard i needed wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what about you do you have any any funny trends you, or, or things you wouldn't think were your interests i get both of those you know the ones that's like whatever i do, do, do and it like swipes along and you're supposed to mm-hmm. swipe along with it i've oh, not yeah. interested so many of those videos yeah, and i sure. still get them uh yeah. hate those i'm currently getting a lot where it'll be like a picture of like a woman or like a sports team or something like that and yeah, it will have like same. 40 slides and on like the 38th one it's a nude and i guess that's their way of getting past the tiktok oh, really I-, I guess yeah people are like you know checking these things for nudity and they go well i'm not scrolling through 40 slides i'm sure that none of them contain nudity do you ever get the thirst traps from people who are like, "How's your, how's your pause game?" Because for one yeah. flash frame, they're like wearing a bikini. But yeah. if you go to the stitch function, you can move the timeline to wherever you want. Yeah, or you can like <laughs> download the video and then just pause yeah. it on, on yourself. Yeah, I mean it's very. We're clearly... dirty bastards here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I the yeah TikTok is uh, it's a real mixed bag. But do you know what's less of a mixed bag is the child's play franchise also known as the chucky franchise oh shit welcome everybody to the final of spooktober 2022 on cold popcher the cold podcast this is of course film franchise fortnights where Mm -hmm. we watch a film franchise every fortnight either based on random selection or voting from our patrons, I am AJ, that is Richard. We Hello. were both just discussing how fucking long this episode is probably going to be. Yeah, so, so I didn't let AJ's little 
preamble about uh, his TikTok algorithm, mm. I didn't let that delay time recording he started telling me and i said you know what this is too good content to not <laughs> give our fans and so yeah that's that's why you guys were lucky enough to hear that privy privy, privy to it i i was telling my friend to download tiktok i was saying it's a lot of fun and he was like oh would can i can i have a scroll through your for you page and i was like no no <laughs> and then uh a week or two later he came up to me and he's like oh bro so i downloaded tiktok and i know why you wouldn't leave me <laughs> the other thing i've accidentally become really into on tiktok is fairly mean-spirited pranks oh, um yeah. which just i i'm more like interested in the like the depths of humanity than than impressed by them but it's yeah. people like will go into like a convenience store and start speaking in a funny voice to the confused old store manager <laughs> and it's I like i'm i'm probably on the store manager's side but i'm fascinated that someone's mm. doing this i i'm really fascinated by people like like obvious obviously staged ones mm. there's mm. one one of my favorite ones is um a guy goes into uh, some sounds like start to a joke (laughs) a guy goes into some establishment and (laughs) let's say a bar (laughs) and he orders a drink and the and he's like she goes what's the name for the order and he goes uh mike and she looks disgusted like Mm. horrified so offended the fact that his name is mike and then she goes, uh, yeah. And he goes, uh, last name. And and he's like, Oxmall. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then she storms off and then comes back with a drink, throws it in his face and says, drink for young Aaron. I've seen your TikToks. Get out. Oh, and, but she's holding a phone as well. So she's obviously <laughs> recording her side of the audio. But also just the fact that she like... Rather than reacting to what's clearly my cock small, mm. she reacts just to the name Mike. And it's like, that's not how you react when someone says a fairly normal first bad name. Acting. Bad acting. Bad acting. And also I'd very... Say, I'd say the most normal. <laughs> mm. But do you know what's not the most normal first name? Tell me, Richard. Oh, it's Chucky. <laughs> Haven't we done this already on this episode that's going to be really long? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Child's Play or Chucky is a franchise currently consisting of eight films. That's like an original trilogy, four more sequels, and then a reboot called Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, uh, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and then simply Child's Play. Mm. Um, yeah, this is the first film directed by Tom Holland, who we've seen before. He he created the Fright Night series. Uh, not I'm not, not talking about Tom Holland, the bloody whip sling. I'm talking about Tom Holland, <laughs> the 80s fun horror genius, apparently. He's and, had a good time on Spooktober 2022 because he had mm. something to do with the Psycho sequels as well, didn't he? Yeah. A lot of spotlight. A lot of spotlight for the other Tom Holland this month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot going on for Spider-Man Tom Holland this, <laughs> this Spooktober, though. But yeah, the the franchise is the brainchild of Don Man- Mancini, or Mancini, who mm-hmm. is who I've written here, is openly gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know... Very cool. Very cool. Uh, it kind of becomes more important later on. But um, yeah. he's... 
Yeah, it stars. Uh, it, it revolves around a killer doll. I'm sure you're familiar with some of the iconic imagery, the little redhead mm. doll, voiced by Brad Dourif. And we'll get into the it's history. It's a fun of, surname, man. Yeah, Dourif. Bradorif. <laughs> Bradorif. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, he, we'll we'll get into where Chucky comes from as we talk about this, the first mm. film, Child's Play, came in 1988. Directed by Tom Holland, as I mentioned, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? Let's go 80%. Ooh, way off. It's actually 71. That's not way off. Why do you always say way off <laughs> when I'm in, within 10? That's a good guess. So, what is Child's Play? And I want you to focus, AJ, just mm. Child's Play 1988. What is it about? Okay. Um, so Child's Play as a series is <laughs> <laughs> no okay. So um, Brad Dourif plays Charles Lee Ray, who is an escaped uh, serial killer. He's called the something or other strangler, presumably because Fair when he was it. human, he strangles, which he never seems to do as a haunted. Well, he's got doll. little hands. <laughs> that's true so the movie starts with him getting chased by, down by the police uh where he's shot to death inside a toy store where he as he's dying he grabs a hold of a good guy doll which is the latest toy craze and these the creepy little four foot high <laughs> huge toys they're, they're huge they're i mean not scary. not you know as far as people go but as far no. as dolls go yeah ginormous. yeah um, uh, and the last thing he does before he dies is he says some kind of voodoo ritualistic prayer, uh, which you hear dozens of times per movie. Yeah, do you remember uh, it? I remember, uh, give me the power I beg of you, because I always expect him to say, give me the power I beg of you, because it rhymes with the previous line. I, think. Right, I can't yeah, remember. Nice. But he never does. He never says, yeah. Anyway, it transfers his soul into this good guy doll. Um... Meanwhile, there's this little six-year-old boy named Andy Barclay, and his mum, Karen, uh, manages to score a cheap good guy doll for him. He <laughs> loves good guys. He watches what I think is maybe a cartoon animated series um, for good guys, and he finally gets a good guy doll, and it's this this cheap uh, bootleg one that his mother managed to get, but it turns out it's actually Charles Lee Ray oh, in the form of a from doll. earlier from earlier and uh it's basically about this little boy trying to convince everyone that the murders mm. happening around him are because of the doll and the mum eventually gets in get you know discovers the truth and so does the cop um and it ends with them fighting off chucky where they they melt his face his plastic face off his animatronic metal body uh and kill him to death and it's um there's a cool bit where kill where, him to death I did that intentionally. No, okay. uh, is, there's stupid. a bit. There's a cool bit. It's not the official way he dies, but it, you think it is when it happens. Is when um, Andy goes to light the match to to set him on fire, and he goes, "But Andy, I thought we were friends to the end." And the six year old kid delivers like a kiss off line for the ages, which is incredible work for a six year old. Where he says, "This is the end, friend," and then sets him alight. And I thought that was quite fun. <laughs> yeah. So. What did you think of this? And have you seen any of these movies before? 
So I have not seen, I think maybe a lifetime ago, I caught the second half of Bride of Chucky uh-huh. on TV, um, but I didn't remember, didn't remember anything about it. The, uh, the biggest exposure to Chucky I had was earlier this year, where my I was staying with my brother in England, and he watched a bunch of the TV show, and I caught the like tail end of the first season, and I was just like, this is awesome. And then at some point um, between then and now, I saw the like Rotten Tomato scores for the series, and they were quite promising. Uh-huh. And I think I think because well, it's because strange Chucky... that you were so far off with your prediction of this one. Then, well, I knew they were that. all vaguely vaguely uh, positive, <laughs> or or at least they end on a high. I know that much. All right, well, um, there goes my big fucking reveal. <laughs> very very slow reveal. A real uh, reveal in eight parts. I guess it doesn't end on a high then, if it's. If we're or does it who knows continue who knows um and we've because because we chucky for a long time has been the white whale of film franchise mm. four nights it has missed out on winning the patreon vote i'm gonna say at least three or four times probably up to a thousand <laughs> we've we have been gunning for it for a number of years to be the spooktober franchise it finally won and so to fight to then find out after like wanting to cover it for so long that it's actually quite a good yeah. uh, or popularly received series i was very intrigued and i thought child's play one was really good it's really mm. fun and it's it reminds me um of nightmare on elm street in the way that the first one's actually a lot more serious in tone than you maybe remember it as it still is slightly you know a more pretty comedic in a lot of places just because of the nature of a of a dull, a little dull. people yeah but it is really good and it's it's quite scary in some parts the the first death in the franchise is like really suspenseful where you see like a little chucky in the background run past camera and you barely get a good glimpse of it it's real spooky and like i feel like the the child's play series um and and especially the first one is has got a lot of really good visual storytelling in it like that um Mm. and uh i really liked it i thought the story was very compelling i thought the ending was great um, yeah, I really like this film. What about so you? Did I. Yeah, it's a very, like very similar vibes to Fright Night. Where this kind of, you just assume, oh yeah, 80s horror, probably going to be, you know, whatever. But no, it's cool. It also features Chris Sarandon, who's mm-hmm. also on Fright Night with Tom Holland. Oh, but, true. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the same as you. I, I had a great time with this film. I think the, the mixture of sort of... <sighs> Because the series does become like more or less a straightforward comedy, like a, a comedy horror more than a horror comedy later on. And but you hear just the little sprinklings of comedy are fucking hilarious. There's like the, the, the funniest part of the film, the best part of the film is when Karen, the mum, is or like, all right, well, let's see if this doll's alive, then I'm going to chuck him in the fire. And it's this really drawn out scene of her holding him above his head slowly walk above her head walking slowly towards the fire you think oh my god is chucky gonna put himself through burning just to hide his secret and then the last second he's like fuck you you fucking bitch get your fucking hands on me (laughs) (laughs) that and that is what i really love about the chucky franchise 
and the I don't know when I won't go into it yet because I feel like there's going to be a part where we do a wide conversation of the series of no, the this is of, of oh it is it to the I love this <laughs> I love this I love Chucky I think Chucky is such a fun character mm. um and I think Brad Dourif's performance as him is like intoxicating I think it's so funny to just have like this absolute cunt <laughs> of a villain, right just this this detestable disgusting and he, it's he's it's super camp and he's just he's a really good voice actor yeah, brad yeah. duriff and it it just adds so much life to the to the franchise and to the to the character and that first reveal where he's just like fuck you you bitch i'll <laughs> teach you to fuck with me it's so horrifying but also really <laughs> so funny. funny because it's the first time you've seen it like in action also the, it's all like in camera like it's it's mm. an animatronic puppet uh, and it looks great it looks awesome um yeah. and i i just yeah and so I mean, it's, yeah it's the, the the thing as well is that like i don't know how much i really i think in very recent years i've come to know that oh it's a serial killer who's soul gets transferred mm. into the body of a doll but you know i was assumed it was like possessed doll who cares yada yada Mm. yada you know some bullshit explanation but the fact that it is this like serial killer who we meet at the start of the film in human form and Mm. then for the rest of the film he's trying up until a certain point in the franchise is trying to get back into a human body and Yeah. yeah it adds this whole extra thing and yeah there's this no no matter what he does there's an inherent comedy to it because he's a little doll yeah and so his motivation for I think at least the first three films is um, he's able to transfer his soul into Andy because Andy was the first person he revealed himself mm. to revealed he was alive to, which is a bit of a strange rule, but whatever. And and that's yeah. the yeah. that's the modus for why he's chasing Andy. Mm. Um, and what I what I think has really impressed me about this franchise, which I guess now I had a good time with all of these except Mm. the remake. Right. And, (laughs) and the, the fun of it, I think is compared, compared to like, um, other slasher Mm. greats, your nightmares, your Fridays, which I think this is a better franchise than, yeah. uh, there's probably better, you know, Halloween 1978 is probably better than Child's Play, but like sure. in terms of franchisability, the reason mm. why I think Chucky is so strong is that he is distinctly not immortal in the same way mm. that Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees is. This dude gets torn to shreds in every movie <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's um, vulnerable and he screams and he's, in pain like he is no the only power he has is that he keeps he's able to keep coming back but he is as like damageable as the human characters and yeah. it makes him very compelling and, and again but there's every time he gets hurt there's a humor to it because it's a little doll getting its hand yeah. ripped off <laughs> and swearing like a madman that sounds not too dissimilar to danny devito but sure he, yeah yeah, the, the I also the the thing about how he slowly becomes human, more human, is quite fun it's as well. Really like cool. His hairline recedes throughout the film, and right, yeah, you know yeah. when he gets shot and stuff like, and especially in the sequels, yeah, he has blood and guts and and viscera inside mm. him. Mm. It's very fun. But um, did you know though that Brad Dourif wasn't always set to voice Chucky? 
Um, wow. So he Who played on the table? Charles Lee Ray. Right. Uh, obviously. And then wasn't set to, well, due to scheduling conflicts, I think, was unable to record the lines for Chucky. So they actually recorded the whole film with a different person voicing. Do you want to take a guess as to who that was? Fuck. Um, you have all of Hollywood. Gilbert and here's Godfrey. a clue. You'll never guess. <laughs> okay. So it's not like a voice. No, it's uh, Jessica Walter recorded all of the lines for Chucky. From Arrested Development? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I would yeah. love to hear that. That's really interesting. Yeah, so, like, there's, a f- you know, probably a computer somewhere that has... Release the Walter of- cut! <laughs> her version. Yeah, Lucille Bluth from... Um, <laughs> or Mallory Archer from Archer, if you, if you, you know. So, uh, has done voice acting. Uh, sadly yeah. passed away recently, but... Yeah, interesting. Um, very sort so of I'm different pro- interpretation. So, doing a, a male's... A male's yeah, voice or I wonder if it would have been that she would have voiced like the good guy doll like you know and and because you know they tend to get women to voice young male um mm. characters in like in, in tv shows and yeah doing the sort of like mm. child male voice but then also I reckon sounding sinister. if you had given me a thousand years i never would have guessed jessica walter yeah. was the original voice of chucky <laughs> also for another fun little thing so kevin yeager who's like sort of the brain behind there's a few like interesting you know meeting and crossing path stories but um kevin yeager who is yeah the sort of creator of the animatronic of chucky uh, met his the the woman who plays karen Catherine hicks on set and they fell in love and got married Aww. a year later but Aww. um kevin yeager you know one half of bringing the bringing the body of chucky to life and brad dourif who you know brought the voice of chucky to life met for the first time in 2018 no shit. That's yeah, awesome. they were both at a horror convention. Do you, do you know what that's like? That's like how um, half the extended cult popture sometimes hosts haven't met each other. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. people know that? Like Jeremy, I think has met Rowan. It's the only two though that don't know each other. <laughs> I mean, like do, we've had a few sometimes hosts come and yeah, go true. over the years, so I don't know if all of them have met each other either. But also, yeah. So uh, Don Mancini studied at uh, Columbia University, where one of his teachers was Brad Dourif. Oh, that's an interesting wrinkle. Yeah. That's I've been I've been in some of my students' films, so maybe it was something like that. Yeah, I've <laughs> <laughs> I've got a piece of dumb IMDb trivia if if you'll have it. Well, of course, because as we know, IMDb trivia is user submitted, so <laughs> not all of it is the most eloquently written, Richard. Mm, you could <laughs> say that. Uh, this one says <laughs> this is a piece of trivia. Here is a blooper. Chucky is a rubber doll. Since there are no wires inside his body, he shouldn't be able to manipulate slash grasp, grasp items like he does. Example, knives, doorknobs, steering wheels, etc. <laughs> He's possessed with the ghosts. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's yeah. like someone... And he becomes human des- as well. Like- descri- like Freddy Krueger, uh, fun blooper, Freddy Krueger uh, actually died and could not get into people's dreams because you can't do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah is there anything else you want to really say about the first child's play specifically there's any any favorite scenes favorite kills i there's one scene i love with with chris sarandon is is driving this car and chucky crawls under the seat and is stabbing up through the seat yeah yeah, he's like having to like squat like partially standing while still drive that was like Mm. i think i mean it's quite late in the film but that was one of those moments where i was like fuck yeah i'm fully on board with this film you know yeah yeah 
Nice. Um, I think that my favorite death scene is probably Chucky himself, just because they make they they like know how to make him at his scariest with his yeah, face yeah. melting off and stuff. And it go. We recently recorded an episode for Patreon on Halloween, Keens, uh, and I talked in that about like contrary to a lot of slasher fans, I actually think most slashers would be better if the good guys win and they have happy endings. Oh, I so mean, you wanted the good guy doll to win. Oh, sorry. The the protagonists, I should oh, say. Oh, sorry. Um, and while, you know, the story extends beyond child's play, it does, in a self-contained way, have its own um, had a happy ending where the bad guy dies. And that's another reason. The, the, the good I, guy dies. The though. good guy, Chucky, dies. Yeah. Um, is this going to happen? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to very carefully choose my words. Throughout you are. I am, I'm going to be on you like a bloodhound on on mm. blood. <laughs> On on crack, <laughs> yeah. it's irrelevant to the fact that he's a bloodhound. Anything on crack, anything on crack would come after you for your poor, poor word choice. <laughs> um, I I do I just I guess like we we haven't done this in a while, but I want to bestow two. We very rarely have bestowed both upon um, a single franchise, mm-hmm. but two sort of the Cole Popcher laurels. One, uh, this franchise fucking rocks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we haven't done in a while, and Don Mancini fucking gets it, man. <laughs> like, like, what other series have we done where that's this long, where mm. one writer has continued a vision yeah. across decades? I can't think of it. Maybe Rocky, but even that feels like it's it's like other people helped like yeah, don yeah, mancini sure. is like the sole credited writer for all of these except for the remake <laughs> yeah and he take starts directing later on as well yeah exactly yeah i yeah. i'm such a big fan of don mancini after this i think it, it what what a what it's it is so captivating to watch someone tell a story across 30 years presumably not planning on it just happening to be like yeah i'll do another chucky and like keeping it consistent and keeping the lore up to date and adding new things and you know maybe there's some misses maybe some of the movies aren't as good as others but they're all i think admirable and the tv series now uh, i'm probably going to watch the tv series i'm this is this is a big deal for me but i'm i'm kind of keen to watch it too yeah there's a segment we often forget to do um mm-hmm. with the the very sillily named french wise where we i hate discover... it i'm so desperate to change this name but no i think that's part of the segment now is complaining about the name <laughs> of it but yeah what we we sort of talk about why this became a franchise and aj do you hmm. have any I mean, any, the, any yeah, wild theories, theories? <laughs> i mean speaking of of don Chan, don mancini like is it just like passion for the for the character and the story like i guess i can certainly see the marketability in a killer doll movie um and this is like this and what annabelle are the the only ones so like this cornered the market for a long time um so that would be my guess is like it's a profitable concept and for some kind of loophole allowed for don mancini to get involved in every single one yeah it's because the the there's there's stuff about like the, the the rights changed as well which um right the first one was the first one of the remake were orion mgm and then all the rest were universal mm. which is mm. one of those things that it, wikipedia likes to and and indb like to point out a lot but don't really talk about why 
there's uh, what the sort of implications of that are <laughs> like right okay it's not like yeah yeah like they bought it so they sequeled the hell out of it it's just like yeah yeah this was the only one released under mgm until the remake and then it's like okay mm. that is that is french why i mean it's, you know you get a uh um a bloody uh iconic character like chucky you make you make more than one bloody film that's if you ask me okay no, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Child's Play 2 came out two years later. Mm-hmm. What do you think it has on Roddy T's? So the first and one was, who do you think it was directed by? Ah, who was it directed by? Is that, are you asking yourself or are you asking me? Why Why was I asked that? You've never asked me who directed a film. Well, okay, so on my notes, the way I do my notes is I write the name of the film, the director, yep. and the Ron Tomatoes score. Same. And I just, I skipped straight to Ron Tomatoes score without saying the director, and then I thought, do you know what would be funny? To do a little spin on how I normally ask you the Ron Tomatoes score right. and ask the director, because those are the two pieces of information I have immediately available under my mm. heading for the second film. So, do you want to take a guess as to who it was directed by? Uh, no, it's just some guy's name who I'll not remember. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, John Lafia. Okay, <laughs> what's he done? Um, oh, he's directed. He directed two episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. Fun fact. Oh, very nice. Uh, he directed the the Blue Iguana, Man's Best mm. Friend, and Bombmeister was his last film that came out in nineteen ninety five. Um, he died um twenty five years later. Ah, well, let me honour his memory by saying that I hope this has more than, what, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes mm. was the first one. This is my favourite one. Um, well, so what, me, what are we uh, looking at? dash those dreams. Let me and, crashing down. And uh, and destroy the legacy of John Lafayette by telling you it has 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. This is the best child's play Chucky movie. I wow. thought this was awesome. I loved this movie. Why? What's, what's uh, for example, what's it about? <laughs> well, if you if you love it so much, maybe you could tell me what it's about. Like you expected, I can't. Um, so, and Andy has been like put into the foster care system because everyone thinks he's nuts for the um the Chucky stuff. That because no, no one believes the Chucky stuff. His mum is put away as well, um, and he uh, is uh, put into yeah foster care. Um, meanwhile, the good guy doll company um, who, managed who are to the bad guys the bad guys they managed to find the cursed chucky doll that was destroyed and basically rebuild it as sort of like it's it's something about like their plan is to to like get rid of this this quiet scandal that happened by proving that you know it's fine um but what they inadvertently do is bring chucky back to life who still has to find andy because he's the only person who we can switch souls with and so it's basically Chucky tormenting Andy in his new foster home. Um, he's got he's got a strict foster dad and a and a less strict foster mum and a foster sister named Kyle who is such a badass. Like just oh, man. just this that she's this 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 cool girl that um, she's not I like was, other girls. Like, like she's not like other wrong. girls. She's not. What? She's not like other scream queens in the sense that I was watching this movie thinking towards the you know in the, in the scarier moments thinking like I hope Kyle doesn't die. Yeah. I quite like Kyle. Like she wanted to survive. Um and so the foster parents get killed. Uh the, the Andy's new teacher gets killed by Chucky. Um and Kyle escapes uh and they go running around town together trying to escape Chucky and they end up the climax of the film takes place inside a good guy doll factory mm. where the big boxes there's you know all these different good guy dolls Just fucking um, heaps of boxes. 
Yeah, and Box it, City over it's, here. it's basically a big fight to the death through like conveyor belts and and hot glue machines there's a a hapless security guard who gets his eyes plucked out and replaced with good guy it's a very fun death um and it and it ends with them uh chucky who i think the reason i like this one the most is because chucky gets the most fucked up out of any of the movies in this one like he is in pieces by the end and he's richard he's just livid he's just oh he's he's absolutely he's having the he's having a day He's outraged, <laughs> and it's just it's so you fun. Would be, though, to be honest. But it, it, Brad Dourif is so great, and it ends with him, uh, you know, in pieces, getting a bunch of hot glue uh, doused molten on him, plastic. molten plastic doused on him. Um, where what what presumably... Wikipedia calls a lethal amount of hot molten plastic, <laughs> <laughs> um, where he presumably dies. Uh, and I just thought, no, no, that, that's not that's not it. He's so he he gets the molten plastic oh, yeah. poured on him. It Sorry, cools. Yep. He's still alive, and they cho- uh, they shove a compressed air hose in his mouth, oh, yeah. and his head explodes. <laughs> It's so fun and it's so campy. Uh, yeah, I loved this one, and I thought that um, the the main thought I had, like when it finished, was like, how is this not the climax to the first Chucky movie? Mm. This feels like obviously where you would end. You go back to the the good guy doll where store. where yeah. it all began. Um, and for that reason, I really liked this one. I thought it was a really fun yeah. ending and and a really fun climax. And I think what separates the first two movies, which are my favorite in the franchise, from the legacy of the series, is like they're called the movies are called Child's Play. And the main character is like six or seven years old. And they get an incredible performance out of this actor who appears later on in the series as a grown up. So they obviously didn't fuck up his life, which mm. is really interesting because how do you, what does the pastoral care for a child actor look like in a terrifying doll horror movie? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was wondering that. Like there's a scene in this, in the, in the climax where um, Kyle and Andy have to climb up this, um, this like conveyor belt thing this like and it's like slanting and andy like falls down and and chucky's like climbing up it with him and i was like this would be so this is scary for me to watch as a 29 year old mm. how scary must it be when you're like seven years old and you have to act well that if you're out? not a massive pussy like you it'd probably be fine. that's true maybe that's true mm. but like the the i guess it's it's so enjoyable to me to see an authentic performance from a child in a horror movie and the he is the main character it's his emotional journey and they managed to like i can't think of many movies where the main character is that young let alone horror movies you know and and i just thought that like no doy that's what you do with a movie called child's play mm. you know um i've i've come across some some more interesting stuff about the rights change so we can okay talk about that so united artists um purchased the script of the original child's play so they, they produced the original one partially because the president and chairman lee rich which is spookily similar to charles lee ray chair lee rich yeah. um believed that it had the potential for sequels so that's why they picked it up right. uh it was the sequel was in pre-production when the uh they had to put the film on hold because it was about to be acquired by australian group quintex whose director for uh, director Christopher Scarce uh, intended to ban the studio from producing horror films. Quintex uh, later went under in 1991. <laughs> so did Orion, maybe yeah. not in 1991, but yeah. geez, it really, um, I mean, it came back, I guess, but it's, mm. um, 
And then Paramount, Warner Bros, Columbia, 20th Century Fox, The Price Company, Carol Co., New Line, Disney, and Universal Pictures all expressed interest in picking up the film rights, the series, and Disney. Yeah. 90s Disney wanted child's play. Yeah. Uh, With Universal, well, they had Miramax at the time, so. Um, With Universal winning the rights after Steven Spielberg assisted uh, Universal's bid, convincing them to accept it. That's crazy that Spielberg had any fingers on this pie at all yeah i mean i guess it's like if you're friends with spielberg and you're trying to to get something done in the world of movies you go can you please just like endorse this and they go hey, yeah, yeah. spielberg said it was a good idea so um <laughs> yeah this this film didn't do very well upon release um right. uh some reviews here variety said charles play 2 is another case of rehashing the few novel elements of an original to the point of utter numbness Siskel of Siskel and Ebert uh, gave it zero stars out of four, calling it a vicious, ugly little thriller. And oh, but those guys were like they, old, horror. like potsy men that they, didn't they, like they, they didn't, anything they didn't like inappropriate horror. for children. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he, on the the worst of 1990 show, he further criticized the film, accusing the director of prostituting himself and rhetorically asking the audience, "Who who was this trash made for? And would you want to sit next to them in a theater?" What a horrible, what a mean thing to say. Yeah. What a, uh, like still, once again, their very fun way of articulating things. Yeah, I <laughs> but guess, it's harder but... with. You disagree with it it's like ugh. and and makes it seem like they're like outraged parents that there's violence in video games that's mm. the vibe that i'm and sex on tv yeah um what did you what did you like this one or am i am i alone in my undying love my anti-siscalian <laughs> love Ooh. for it? it sounds like a sounds like a fun um Gigerian uh, <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah, no, I I thought this was this was good. I it's one of those I can't believe people think this is worse. Uh, you mm. know that it's like I, I I put it pretty on par with the first one. I maybe don't necessarily think that it overtakes it, but it's yeah, it's just like I, like I I don't see why you would think this one is half as good as the last one you know i feel like sequels in this era got a lot more criticized than they do now for being like like rehashing elements which is what a sequel is is like inherently a rehash dolls back like yeah yeah and so maybe maybe that is true but this could have very easily been chucky you know tries to attack another child i think it's it's really compelling that they don't they don't really have any throwaway characters in this series like we we get some very strange casting choices uh coming along and in, in future movies who become integral to the, <laughs> the beating core of the story and i i don't know i think it's don mancini's not writing this franchise the way other horror or any other franchises especially from this time were doing things it's more it's more like an ongoing saga than like now chucky's in this situation like there's no there's no like there's no chucky goes to space there's no chucky goes to space there's mate you could argue the next one is chucky goes to military school but that's about as like who cares who goes (laughs) no one goes there (laughs) that's like as um what's the word episodic as the series gets i think that's the only real like themed one yeah yeah. um well i guess the the last two kind of have that's no you're totally right we'll get yeah i am right yeah Yeah, i I thought i thought i was right Uh, yeah, how much more do you want to wax lyrical about your your love for Child's Play 2? 
Um, we are getting through this quite quickly, I, I know, but do, do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just I was looking at David Kirshner's other work. He he wrote he produced Cats Don't Dance, which we've covered on the ah um, uh, yes. But he, so he he wrote the the first three and and some of the later ones, but he um. <laughs> he made an unsold television pilot in 1990. This is what he's doing at the same time as Charles Plateau. It's called Puchinski. And that says the. I think I've heard of this. The story follows Chicago police detective Stanley Puchinski, played by Peter Boyle, whose spirit is transferred into a flatulent English bulldog when he is killed in the line of duty. The canine detective then returns to solving crimes. Okay. Frank Boyle, you say. Oh, last podcast on the left uh, it has aired, aired the pilot in its entirety on their live stream. <laughs> you like those guys? Yeah, they're pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, the... I can... This feels like the longest franchise we've done where it makes more sense to, to just power through and then reflect as mm. opposed to mm. focus on each movie individually. Let, let, let me ask you this. Do you give this a mm. recommend or a not recommend? I give it a recommend. Mm. This a receives two recommend. recommends from the Cop Pops podcast. Stick that in your eye to be trivia and smoke it, <laughs> which coincidentally there was no, there wasn't anything dumb enough for me to deem it worthy to... Mm to be in the dumb IMDb segment because only smart people watch these movies dude this mm. is the smart this is the smart people's franchise do you know what my my brother told me once is that this is the gays slasher series this mm. is the slasher series for the gays <laughs> and and he is gay so and I'm it's, not just, it's by I'm gays not just saying for that gay. I yeah but it is though and, it's and, like your brother you actually say, hates this franchise he was being incredibly <laughs> homophobic by saying that <laughs> um, like this is the the this is such an interesting franchise. So yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going through. Yeah, so uh, nine months later, we had Child's Play three in nineteen ninety one. Nine months later, that's insane. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so this wow. one, who do you think this one was directed by? <laughs> Stop! No, don't do that. It's so pointless. Just well, tell me. just take a guess. Robert, uh, Robert Nike. Nike. You're, you're quite close. Um, yeah. It was Jack Bender. Oh, the Lost guy. Duh. Yeah. I could have guessed it. Yeah, he directed a bunch of Lost episodes. Well, that's, uh, yeah, go you. Yeah, what, what episode? Yeah, he directed a shit ton of Lost. He directed, oh, like, the final. Yeah, yeah, he did. Which so, isn't a particularly good episode. You should have gone <laughs> there. Anyway, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? So this, I think, um, this is probably lower. This This would be, like, in the low 40s. Uh, this things. one is the lowest of the franchise and it has 23% interesting I placed it um, in the middle of the franchise but upon reflecting on that it's like this is the one I want to watch again the least yeah for sure but it's like the, the there's, there are later ones I'd say um, are just like categorically worse in their mm. um production values mm, yeah, yeah. but this this is like i'd still rather watch them because they're more fun than, than this one which is kind of the 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 true neutral of the series i think yeah it's um speaking of the director though before jack bender became director uh this there's another franchise where peter jackson was approached you're kidding so that, that's like you know almost all of our big like horror franchises 
at one point Peter Jackson was tapped to direct and he didn't and James Bond any, as well yeah he didn't do any films like this like he's he's never done anything like these films he was consistently approached for before Lord of the Rings well he did like Meet the Feebles and yeah but they're, they're not franchise films right like he never I mean, he I never mean, jumped on board one of these big franchises until he helmed oh, the entire right. thing himself right right yeah 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 i mean i i agree with your theory the last time we we talked about this that like he was must have just been asked in an interview like movies that he yeah yeah did yeah there, there must be something or, or a book he's written or something like that where he has a yeah. list of because he appears so frequently on movies he was like Mm. approach to direct i, I mean mm. or maybe just yeah, in the in the 90s he was like the hollywood's hottest director and we <laughs> just had no idea i guess yeah but yeah. um we were too yeah. young and stupid yeah god were we were we what they should have shipped us off to military school which is <laughs> where uh child's play three takes place which is uh, speaking of military schools and uh, had an interesting thing a few a few months ago maybe even a couple of years ago now uh, like asking on our discord where we have a lot of american listeners um and being like was military school like actually a real threat that people used and a couple of people were like yeah but it was like it was they're probably in the same way that you know your parents would be like oh we're gonna call the bad boys home and we're gonna get the bad boy and they're gonna take you away it was like i don't think it was as, even in, like, as in will smith and and martin yeah, yeah martin lawrence, lawrence but who aren't gay um <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the good guys, <laughs> good guys versus bad boys. Yeah, wow. <laughs> we've we've covered a good guys franchise <laughs> and a bad boys franchise <laughs> in the same year. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, yeah, Americans listeners, if you missed that conversation, let me know how real was the threat of military school because it feels like every sitcom that mm. was looming over the the goofball protagonist's head. Anyway, what is Child's mm. Play three about? So, despite coming out nine months later, it's actually set eight years later, which mm. catapults it into the future, I think. Mm. <laughs> um, and it is about a now 16-year-old Andy Barkley, played by a guy who, Richard, if I did not know this was made less than a year later, I would have assumed was the same actor, and they made it eight years later. They do a great job casting a 16-year-old version of mm. Andy Barclay. Um he, he, he's been free of Chucky for all this time, but he's quite the, the nuisance in foster care, so he gets shipped off to military school. Um, meanwhile, um, oh, the, the good guy factory, which was abandoned after Child's Play 2, they are like, take that, they're like remaking the good guy for the 90s. And in doing so, they melt a lot of the plastic down to reuse it, which is, you know, in any other context, that would be very resourceful and mm. and um and uh, good for the environment, or at least better for the environment. But unfortunately, some of uh, Chucky's blood gets into the plastic, um, which transfers him into a new good Just guy doll. Just one doll, even though the vet was presumably... Yeah, good, good point. They, they did want to do multiple Chuckies in this film, but couldn't due to budgetary constraints. Right. Um, and so this doll manages to find its way to the military school where murders start happening um, and Andy knows what's going on and has to fight it and uh, the climax takes place at a nearby amusement park, mm. um, which is a great little set piece for a, a Chucky battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is what it's mm. about. So something we haven't... Well, what, what, yeah, what did you think of this one? 
again, like, it's still good, and I still enjoyed it a lot, and I still enjoyed Brad Dourif's performance a lot. Mm. Um, it's just, like, the, the as I said before, the thing this one loses is, like, a child's play movie, the main character should be a child, mm. and I'm not as compelled by a, a teenage Military Andy skill. as I am by Although there, by there is a younger kid in it who, like, true. in the new body, Chucky tells a secret to him and then realizes, like, oh, I don't need to go after Andy, I can now try get inside this little boy <laughs> gotta gotta pay the troll toll <laughs> um fun fact about child's play as a franchise it's mm. the first franchise we've covered it's in fact check this to have the same initials as cult popshire and also features one of the two words in cult popshire in one of the film titles in cult of chucky hmm that is fun. <laughs> it's uh, you should have fact check it. <laughs> well, by adding the what about like, Clefal Pippin? Ah, oh, yes, I forgot about it. and Clace Pintura, the first and Cloy two- Pori <laughs> <laughs> and Cloy <laughs> Clang Hypoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Child's Play Three is quite a controversial film. Because oh, yeah. uh, we haven't done this in a while, but it feels like there was a period of time where it was like, yeah, there was always some real true crime murder uh, to do with the film. But this, I don't know what you're going to say, but this was the reason my parents told me I wasn't allowed to watch the series when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it became notorious in the UK when it was suggested that it might have inspired the real life murders of British children James Bulger and Suzanne Kappa which are separate incidents, both incredibly horrifying in their own way. Uh, James Bulger was two years old and killed by these two 10-year-olds. And yes, yeah. It, yeah it's like this yeah. this famous landmark case in like how mm. to... Um, how to punish juveniles. How to punish yeah, juveniles. And the Suzanne Kappa was like... It, it's, it's horrific. Some of the most horrific stuff you ever read, but like mm. tortured for days and then set on fire survived that lived to lived for four days in like an almost vegetative state but enough to identify his six assailants but um in the case of the murder, how old was she sorry she was 16 um and, and the, the the kills i think were in their 20s but it was like uh, it, it was to do with like um Apparently she gave one of them, it's alleged that she gave one of them pubic lice or something like that. And that was right. like, well, there's yeah, some. I like, think I've heard of this as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the two boys that killed James Bulger, the the link was that the father of one of the boys had rented Child's Play three some months earlier. And the murder was supposedly similar to um, a scene in the film um however the police officer directed the investigation found that the son wasn't living with his father at the time and was unlikely to have ever seen the film moreover the boy disliked horror films <laughs> so probably mm. uh nothing but the uh suzanne the did the torture and murder of suzanne kappa um one of the assailants would say like here's chucky time to play uh before torturing her and would and would blast um uh, this like rave music track that that used samples from child's play see that seems more of a case of just like here's chucky or hi i'm chucky want to play being part of the like cultural, cultural lexicon like ghost, as yeah. opposed to to like not to defend you know well i mean i don't think it's it's art's fault 
you know a movie's fault anyway but yeah but, well it's 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 not that they watched the film and thought i want to do that it's that it's that there and this is um tom holland uh, has defended it saying like the the viewers of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were unbalanced to begin with and yeah it is like which which tom holland said that bit of levity bit of levity for this dark <laughs> section of the episode uh but yeah like you know if, if people are gonna do horrible things they're gonna mm. find some imagery to attach mm. themselves to so richard you you um within the last year you've climbed the ladder at uh one news in new zealand and you've actually um rubbed shoulders and interviewed quite a lot of like pretty famous people um in the past few months it is feasible that you could conduct a interview with tom holland of spider-man in some right. point in the future yeah, yeah. Potentially. can one of the questions you ask him be <laughs> what do you think of child's play or chucky and then you can confuse the internet by getting a tom holland quote on chucky <laughs> that's the different tom holland <laughs> all right that's my continue the franchise <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks if yeah i mean like the best thing would be if tom holland appears in a universal film that i have i have quite good ties with them no, so yeah. If, if anything coming up is Tom Holland it, then... Or Chucky's Universal. Crossed. Maybe Tom Holland could be in the next Chucky movie. Or uh, get an interview with Charles play Tom Holland and ask him about Spider-Man. Ask him about Uncharted or Chaos Walking. <laughs> be like, Tom Tom Holland said he hated the, the Chaos Walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get him, or, or just like... You comment on some obscure piece of like Spider-Man lore and be like, get, no, get like like get like six six storylines Tom Holland would love to see adapted into <laughs> Spider-Man. Get get um Charles played Tom Holland to say I hate Spider-Man. Marvel have ruined it. Like <laughs> Tom Holland says he'll never work with Marvel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so oh yeah so the, the the what do you call it the sort of tighter schedule of this film meant that dom mancini doesn't really like this one he considers it his least favorite because mm. he was after making two films he felt he was out of ideas but he was contractually obligated to just churn one out straight away right. and right. i think okay. uh, brad durov also considers it his his least favorite right interesting i mean it, yeah i could see that and my brother told me it was his least favorite as well it's just I think, it's just um, the least remarkable really yeah it, it totally is that's that's totally what it is but i do like i thought the climax was cool they they knock chucky into a, a really dangerous just open fan at this um yeah yeah, yeah. The, this uh, amusement park in a haunted house ride where he gets torn to pieces and that was fun um and i liked that a a grim an animatronic grim reaper slices half his face off and that was a big reason i didn't like this one as much as two is because chucky doesn't get as fucked up hmm. and that's what i want to see happen in the chucky movie yeah it's it's also like i i feel like this the the original films before the reboot sort of fit neatly into these like pairs so like child's play one and two are like the young andy barclay bride and seed are the sort of comedy and then uh curse and cult are the two low budget low budget and and follow the same characters across so then child's play three is just left and also the whole like came out nine months later thing it all just feels Mm. like the, the 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 problem child the bad dog that should be called problem child's play 
Nice. Yeah, yeah. Problem child of Chucky. Okay. Yeah, we'll call it that instead. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you for indulging me in that. So, <laughs> anything else you want to say about Child's Play 3, 1991? I mean, it feels like we should say some stuff about it, but I just really can't. Any, any last words? P- POV, AJ, at your funeral. Oh, it feels like we should say some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know what you're going to say, AJ, that seven years mm. later, this was followed up by Child's Play 4 <laughs> and... AJ, you fucking idiot. No, it you, wasn't. You fool. You fool. I would never have said you that. You fucking fool. It's actually followed you? up seven Don't years later. Don't you put that on me. By Bride of Chucky, um, which a piece of IMDb trivia points out, first movie in the series not to have Child's Play in the title. This makes it one of the mm. rare franchises to not have a consistent name in the title of each movie. Oh, it makes it well in the... In the it's in good company. <laughs> right. I like what... Like, the 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 cornerstone of this podcast is me complaining about inconsistent movie titles mm. in a series. There are, I, there are like 10 that are good. There yeah. are way... There's an overwhelming majority yeah. have, have inconsistent titling schemes. And for... I had a, a heart attack where I was like... Wait, I was watching Seed and I saw it was just Seed of Chucky and not the Seed of Chucky. And I was like, but wasn't the other one the Bride of Chucky? And I was like, oh my God, And but it wasn't. So we're all good. Right, well, that was almost an interesting story. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this came out in 1998. Seven years, a uh, bit longer of a gap, I'll tell you what. And well, now they've caught up to where the story <laughs> yeah, yeah. is theoretically So who do you think this one was directed by? If I know them, do I know this person? Uh, you know one other film they've done, at least. I usually at least give you the name, and then you guess the movie. Okay, uh, this was directed by Ronnie Yu. And do you what he, else he's directed? Did he do a um, Critters movie? No, he's um, he's mainly known for his films in Hong Kong, uh, but his American films, he's only really known for two, and that is... Bride of Chucky and Freddy vs. Jason. Right, it does have that aesthetic. Freddy and versus Jaserian. Mm, mm, so, um, and uh, what do you think it has on Roddy Tees? Rotten Tomatoes. I reckon this has got. We're still. We wouldn't have got back to fresh yet. Mm-hmm. I reckon we're on like 60, maybe less, maybe like 59. You are quite far away. It's 49. I hate you. <laughs> I'll teach you to fuck with me! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this one is a bit more of a comedy. It, it ditches as much of the, so much of the, like, really horror sort of elements of it. And why do you think that is? <laughs> why do I think that is? Yeah, wh- is it because what, what, of the controversies? Well, in, in 1998, what um, what had just happened to the, the world of horror? Freddy vs. Jason. No, that this came out in 1998. Yeah. Fuck, that's way earlier than I thought it would have been. Mm. This feels like a 2004 movie. Yeah, Seed of Chucky feels like a 2004 movie. Mm. No, that feels like a 2010 movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, 10 years ahead. What happened in 1998? Well, uh, you know, a couple of years earlier, uh, Scream came out. And Right, so and, in a post-Scream world. Yeah, a post-Scream world, this is how you do. And yeah... Mancini said that like most genres the horror genre goes in cycles and I think we can thank Kevin Williamson and Scream for reinvigorating the market over the years I'd been imagining new scenarios for the series with previous 
um with his previous successes we knew it was just a matter of time before we'd bring back bring chucky back and david kirshner and i felt that it was important to bring him back in a new way we wanted to elevate the series and reinvent it go beyond what we'd done before and what we ended up with is incredibly part horror part comedy part romance and part road movie it's a really cool blend of the genuinely creepy and the really funny for sure i think that the um that chucky was already the chucky the child's play movies were already splitting the difference between horror and comedy mm. so it's not like it's following in screams foot te- footsteps entirely like i think it's still yeah but it's you know pi- it's pioneering its the, own steps yeah mm, mm. following in its own steps mm. yeah good so um <laughs> <laughs> so what is bride of chucky about all right so um introducing um a new character named tiffany who's played by jennifer tilly the truly is the female brad duroff in a lot of ways i think i would call Um, fiona duroff that no that's the tiny tune brad duroff i'm not i'm sticking to my guns on this well i'm sticking to my guns all right so the fiona no what's her name tiffany you can't do it now can you (laughs) tiffany um briefly dated charles lee ray when he was in human form and she like learns about chucky somehow um and manages to get to get a hold of like the scraps that were left over from the previous film um in a scene where uh you see this like biohazard uh bag being taken from this like evidence bay where you also see a hockey mask and a michael myers mask and, and a chainsaw like, and uh yeah, we we all we all live in love. yeah we all live and in our own little slasher movie family and you know well, this what is, better this way is our to second ma- roddy you franchise to feature imagery from both jason and <laughs> freddie true. <laughs> true and the, is this the last big slasher franchise what else haven't we done after this i guess Leprechaun. i feel like i th- yeah yeah okay yeah um which very similar to chucky strange that we're covering the angry short men franchise franchises slasher franchises yeah aj franchises they call them (laughs) yeah um so she managed to get these pieces she puts them back together um and uh where she thinks that they're going to like work out how to get him back in his body but then she's like actually no you're a bastard and i prefer you as a as a doll Mm. so he uh murders her uh by pushing a tv playing bride of frankenstein um into a bathtub while she's having a bath but just at the last you know before in her dying moments he then transfers her soul to like a girl doll Mm. um that is like a girl version of chucky looks like Uh, judith collins Uh, and so they <laughs> they then they then realize that they both need to get into human bodies and they pick a couple that they like one of them's played by Catherine heigl um and they sort out a situation where her boyfriend is going to pick up the dolls and they're going to road trip to a cemetery where what is it it's like the the uh nick the what are the, the artifact that can do the soul shifting is in charles lee ray's and um, oh yeah 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 yeah, no, yeah it's in his amulet. grave yeah, yeah, right yeah. the amulet um and so they're trying to get this couple to take the the two dolls to get this amulet but along the way they can't help but start murdering um and 
and everyone thinks the whole world thinks it's that that's this bonnie and clyde couple that are doing it when it's actually chucky and tiffany um there's a very funny uh doll on doll sex scene what three or four years before team america yeah um which was apparently that's, improvised that's, i don't know what that means by the dolls <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, it ends with um, sort of the main characters work out what's going on. And they're like fighting them each all the way there. And then they have a big fight at the grave. Chucky gets killed and um, Tiffany is killed. The couple go on the run, never to be seen again, presumably. Mm. Um, and then uh, they'll, they'll totally show up in like season two of the TV show. Eh? Yeah, well, Get they're willing to pay, pay Catherine Heigl money yeah yeah um katherine heigl money <laughs> what what else is she doing at the moment though i don't know um anyway some yeah, Tif- tiffany then gives birth um to a disgusting little chucky doll mm. baby and which we baby. then see in seed of chucky i presume you had nothing else to say um i'm just kidding i'm just goofing i'm just hey, goofing don't what do you think of bride of chucky for me i i loved this one I, I thought like bride and seed that have this really camp horror element i mm-hmm. that, that like in the whole series that's what i responded to most i think um mm-hmm. that's just my my vibe <laughs> and yeah jennifer tilly is like a missing you know piece of the puzzle of this franchise and yeah, yeah. just slots into the world so seamlessly and um she's also very attractive in this film mm. and like a real like like in a way that makes me feel kind of edipal okay you know? not that i want to bang my own mom <laughs> that's that, what it sounded that, like but AJ. no but she, she's jennifer tilly's got like a very motherly nurturing is it because she has big mommy milkers is that what you're saying maybe that is <laughs> maybe that is it um i thought i liked this one i i have it, it was like when i watched it it was the lowest ranked one so far though i think i'm gonna shift it up to above child's play three just oh. because of the the eliciting it, it elicits more mm. from me than child's um, play like three. boner wise boner wise um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah no i I still liked it though and it's like i think um again similar to when we did alien resurrection i brought up how like year like a year ago on the discord someone was like aj are there any bad movies that you unironically like um, and I couldn't give them an answer, and I kept thinking about that question for like a year. <laughs> this is a great example of it as well, where it's like, this is... No, this is a great movie. Well, I I think it's like a, a two and a half star out of five, but it's I, I loved it. I, I, I gave it a heart. And I think that's the... that Similar to Alien Resurrection, it's like, this has got a lot of stuff in it that... um that probably is you know doesn't falls apart under critical evaluation mm. but but it's a lot of fun and as you say it's really campy john ritter is in it he gets mm. um nails to the face and chucky says why does that look so familiar yeah which is a, a hellraiser Razor. reference which, uh, again, meaning... apparently that line was improvised which is weird because he records his dialogue <laughs> so far in advance <laughs> Um, and which means that this has like cameo appearances or references to like every slasher that Mm. we've done um yeah nothing to leprechaun although in the child's play remake there is a a reference 
that um, when the, they they're talking about releasing the new version of Buddy, it is it's called and, and said to the good guy doll, but they're, they're like the, the new Buddy has a leprechaun outfit it can wear. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, an, a further little fun reference to another horror franchise we've done is that there's two of Rob Zombie's songs in this film, and mm. uh, Brad Dourif actually stars in uh, Halloween and Halloween Two by directed by Rob Zombie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What were your What were some of your favorite favorite bits of this movie? I I really enjoyed the comedy, and I think that Chucky works just as well as a a creepy little doll running out of focus in the background of a shot as he does mm. as like a sarcastic dickhead. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think this one and Seed especially, I really enjoy seeing him pitted against a like a foil and and tiffany mm. because it's like it's uh at, like there the, there's a way of thinking about the series and this is how i think like this is what i think is like halloween or friday the 13th downfall again is, is that it's that immortality it's that like unstoppability to the characters and i think um chucky as i already said was so interesting because he is very much stoppable and this is a new way to bring that out of, of having like like his uh you know his bride whom he keeps like betraying like mm. catching on to that and then being like no nah, actually fuck you and it just he's just like what it's, will it's you like- stifle yourself <laughs> he doesn't actually say that but. Oh, okay because also yeah because like in um in this film when he he comes back to life tiffany when she's still in a human body just locks him in a in like a crib and he's powerless (laughs) he can't do anything and you know jason would just be like you'd open it again he's not there because who cares Mm. you know but um Mm. chucky's just like okay i i'm stuck in here i guess (laughs) is this also the first one where chucky gets his like new iconic look i feel like the scarface chucky mm. continues forth throughout the series because is this the same no because the other ones have been new dolls but is this does this doll stay the same does he stay in the same body from here on out yeah uh it changes a little bit right. i know the, the the well it gets confusing in cult of chucky when yeah, you have yeah. more than one but yeah yeah i i i, I thought this was fantastic i mean mixed mixed reviews it's sitting at 49 percent, you know which is but that's because everyone's reviewing it not because chucky fans are reviewing mm. it yeah I... which i think is what happens with the later films yeah brad Dourif has said that this is his personal favorite oh nice yeah it was nominated for an mtv movie award for best villain good <laughs> pride of chucky yeah you've had many years to nominate him beforehand yeah uh i've got some dumb mind trivia if you want it Mm-hmm. Lay it on me. Uh, so yeah, there's the one about the title. Uh, in an episode of Eight Simple Rules 2002, the son comments about his two sisters, the bride of Chucky is after Barbie. John Ritter, who starred in that <laughs> show until his death in 2003, also starred in Bride of Chucky. I actually can't work out sentence? what that sentence is supposed to be. That's crazy. <laughs> what on earth is that trying to say? The son comments about his two sisters. The bride of Chucky is after Barbie. Oh, okay. Maybe one's chasing one of them. So it'll be um, the younger one, who I think was actually older than Kaylee Kawakaku. Um, and it's like, oh, the and they're chasing after each other. And he goes, oh, the bride of Chucky is after Barbie. 
That has to be okay. it, right? That's got to be it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, that's no longer dumb trivia. <laughs> that's actually quite compelling now. <laughs> so at the start of the film, um, Tiffany's dating like a Chris Angel mind freak who <laughs> named Damien, and she ties him up to the bed and puts Chucky, who's we're unsure if he's come back to life at this point, on her stomach. I had a pretty good idea. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, so this is the piece of trivia. Tiffany says to Damien, are you ready for a menage a trois? Which he doesn't know what that is. Basically, it means in French, threesome. (laughs) (laughs) You can apply this to like any movie that mentions menage a trois. Yeah. Like, menage a trois basically means threesome in French. Basically, in French, it means in French, threesome. (laughs) The the, the, the syntax of that sentence also also tickles me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, uh, now, Bride of Chucky, this is recommend. If someone asked me one film to check out that wasn't the original, so so, someone watched the original film and said, oh, yeah, I, you know, it was, it was whatever. But I'm keen to watch one more. I would probably say watch Bride of Chucky. Cause it, it, also because it's kind of a soft reboot. Mm, that makes sense. I'd say Child's Play 2. And then after that one, I'd be like, now check out Child's Play 3. Oh, and then what? And then I'd trick them into watching all of the se- the series except for the remake. Fuck you, yeah, what else? <laughs> Don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Makes me uncomfortable, Richard. In your pants. Yeah, well, not as yeah, not as as uncomfortable in my pants as um being somewhat attracted to a a girl version of tra- of Chucky. I think that's the mm. that's the it new looks like Judith str- s- strange boner um award. I think. Do you reckon Judith Collins is hot? I'm gonna cut all this out. I think. Well, <laughs> this episode needs a shave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say about? bride of chucky no let's well this maybe this won't be the four hour episode we were we were dreading it would be mm. but that's okay well i think it, like you know even if we spend 15 to 20 minutes on each film that's still over to our podcast which they're all over i think hours. we forget just how long <laughs> like how or how, how short normal podcasts are mm. when i say normal i mean for other people so scene of chucky came out in 2004 uh who do you think this one was directed by this is directed by Don Mancini. It was directed by Don Mancini. Whenever his name would show up as written by, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, thank God he's, he's he's back. And then this one, written, directed, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? So this is where it starts. The upward trend starts, right? This has got to be like 72, so 73. So your last one had 49. This one is 34. No, that's right. It's This is the... Um, this is the uh, the opposite. This is this is like the, one of the lowest rated ones. Yes. I saw a letterboxed review that said um, this this movie being considered the worst in the franchise is like Citizen Kane flopping in 1940. Yeah, yeah. I think this one rocks. This, this one, one is this one fucking rocks. This is the best of Chucky entry, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, mm. yeah. As in, I prefer Child's Play 1 and 2, but this is my favourite odd one that's something of Chucky. Yeah. It's a creepy name as well. Yeah, it was it was originally Son of Chucky, yeah, but they, they were... Seed. Yeah, like, it's creepier. What's this one about? Please, and please keep it to a thousand words or less. 
And please keep it PG, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, so the child that was born at the end the seed, of Bride of Chucky, the seed, has been adopted by like a a douchebag and a, a vin, douchebag ventriloquist at a traveling circus in England, um, and they they are voiced by Billy Boyd. Uh, strangely enough, which is, you know, I, I, it's it's like a guess Jennifer Walters thing that I sent to yeah. my flatmates. I was like, guess who plays Chucky's kid? And then they're like, um, and I was like, you'll never guess. <laughs> they're like Billy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they the the child goes by shitface uh, initially, <laughs> but eventually um learns that um they are in fact the seed of Chucky mm. uh because they see that a film is being made based on the so-called Chucky murders where called Chucky goes psycho where um there are in fact remade dolls of the Chucky and Tiffany dolls um where Jennifer Tilly appears as playing herself uh, but not was not Tiffany who did look like Jennifer Tilly mm. uh, before she was transferred into a doll and yet also, but Brad Dourif is not in the movie as Brad Dourif <laughs> <laughs> like but they're voicing the characters um and so there's sort of there's sort of two storylines one is about Jennifer Tilly trying to make it in Hollywood and it's very charming and silly and she she is so down to like play like just this unflattering fucking, yeah. <laughs> version of herself um and it's really funny um but the 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 kid finally uh finds the new chucky dolls that are the, the chucky and tiffany dolls and i does he did they they like say the yeah he yeah, he has he finds the amulet and it and manages to bring their souls back i believe they're mm. not new dolls that it actually is the dolls right right okay yeah no they dig them up and they and they they dig them up and they stuff animatronics up their ass and yeah 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 um and they decide to name the kid either Glenn or Glenda because Glenn or Glenda does not have genitals, mm. despite being organically born from a doll that does have genitals for some reason. Um, and the there is, for 2004, a surprisingly tasteful portrayal uh, or relatively, I should say, tasteful portrayal of like the idea of being like gender fluid. Gender dysphoria. Yeah, and and um, and Glenn slash Glenda's character, who Chucky insists is his son, while Tiffany insists is her daughter, um, and the the larger plot is Chucky and Tiffany decide that they are going to um put their souls into the body of uh Jennifer Tilly and uh Red Man is it Red Man yeah, that yeah. that Chucky's yeah. gonna be playing himself um, as well yeah yeah <laughs> um and you know they get together and um it's basically a big all out fight between the the those players on the stage um where well all uh, the world's stage that's that is true. I should have considered that before I used that terminology. <laughs> um, it's revealed in the end that the the sort of fluidity of Glenn slash Glenda's um, gender dysphoria is that that when they are Glenn, they are timid and don't like that their parents murder and don't want them to be murderers. But when they are Glenda, they are psychopathic. They mm. are, um, you know, and they they are a murderer themselves. It is directly referencing Psycho, which we watched last week or mm. last fortnight, um, and in more ways than one. Um, and I didn't. Can you explain the ending to me because I'm I'm a little unclear on like 
who's who, who's in whose body by the the end of the series of the movie. Yes, yeah, so it basically, so, it basically, in Jennifer Tilly survives, um, yeah, and Chucky and, goes to kill her in the hospital, but then is killed by Tiffany. Yeah. who then takes Jennifer Tilly's body. Yeah, so so at, at the end of the film, there are human children. One is Glenn and one is Glenda. So the yeah. the soul is put into two separate human bodies and Tiffany right. transfers her soul into Jennifer Tilly. So now to the the public of and, and the, the wider world of the Chucky universe, Jennifer Tilly is famous actress Jennifer Tilly but she is actually possessed by the soul of Tiffany, who happens to also be played by Jennifer Tilly. But then also in this film as well, you have an interesting turning point where Chucky reveals that actually, no, I don't, I've, I've stopped wanting to become a human again. I'm I'm the killer doll. It's my thing. Like I'm the guy. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's also a great, one of my favorite jokes in this movie is when he uses an axe to bash open the door and everyone's screaming, and then he pokes his head through in like a classic Shining send-up, mm. and then he just goes, I can't think of a single thing to say. <laughs> and I was like, that's so, like, everything in me expected, here's Chucky, but instead yeah. we got like a, a great little <laughs> subversion of that. <laughs> The seed of Chucky uh, had some trouble when uh, Universal Pictures rejected the uh, the script. Uh, they they expected a more conventional slasher film with the son being a murderous villain, and they rejected the script, writing a note saying, "This is too gay." Well, well, well. Imagine giving that to a gay writer. That's so yeah. upsetting. And then. Oh. Um, uh, after the success of Cabin Fever, they they resumed. So, I guess that's what did Cabin Fever have to do with it? Does it have gay it's people? Probably in it? all gay. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Um, also, the name Glenn or Glenn, Glenn and Glenda um, comes from the 1953 cult classic Glenn or Glenda, which is an mm. Ed Wood film mm. where he plays yeah. the the title uh, character. And this also has John Waters in a recurring role in it, yeah. which is awesome. I mean, he must have loved. It's funny to, be. to call. To, in a film to call it a recurring role right as in he's not like it's he's like, only in the one film he just is in a few scenes <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like he he he's in it he's in it, he's a he's like what he's, he's a, a photographer a photographer who is initially seen as part of the paparazzi trying to um paparazzi uh <laughs> jennifer tilly and then ends up getting killed by chucky but it's like it's more just like when i first saw him i was like oh that's fun they got a cameo from yeah. John Waters, but then he ends up being like a like a secondary character in the whole thing. Mm. Um, speaking of uh, directors acting in this film, so uh, Redman, who is producing <laughs> the rapper, who's mm. making a film about the Virgin Mary and mm. Jennifer Tilly really wants the role. Originally, that part was offered to Quentin Tarantino to play himself in the film, but he declined. I th- that he would have, he would have loved doing that. I feel like I don't know. Maybe it, do you think Quentin Tarantino wants the like um, the image of being like a creepy d- woman? Actresses can sleep their way up. Well, that's the thing. I th- I think just the fact that it's playing himself, he wouldn't do. But I think he would like yeah. Removed from his real world persona, I think he would love Seed of Chucky. And right. he would he would find playing that character fun because like you think about his character in From Dust Till Dawn, and mm. it's like yeah he True. he he kind of likes these campy despicable <laughs> despicable yeah. you know um 
And yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was probably flattered to be to be asked. But mm. yeah, I, I I fucking loved this film. I thought it was so yeah, it was this, great. Th- like this might be my favorite. Yeah, for sure. To be honest, I, um, I, I think great. the character of Glenn and slash Glenda is hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So fun. And mm. yeah, the, the, the immediate sort of turn that Chucky has when he realizes that he maybe has a son mm. is just is just so funny and and like there's the, the i became aware of the chucky tv show really when there's like a there was a clip that sort of went viral when chucky's talking to the protagonist of the show who i think is gay and yeah is talking about how he's like yeah i've got a queer kid gender mm. fluid he's like you're okay with that and he's like i'm not a monster jake <laughs> mm, mm. and it's just this very fun yeah yeah sort of clip. and then yeah i didn't realize that it's like that's actually part of seed of chucky i mean i just kind of assumed that i mean i knew there was a film called seed of chucky but i just assumed he was like either lying or we hadn't seen this character well what's what is maybe this is a good time to to reflect on this in this franchise is like again it's not just like i said before like not only is this a single writer continuing a story over 30 odd years this is also a a writer who does not um retcon anything from the canon the tv so this this series uh in the next film takes a a nosedive in terms of uh budget right Mm. and so there's a lot of like cheap actors in the next in the next films they're now being paid big TV money because they're brought back for the TV show. Mm. Like it's it's super interesting. I've I've never I'm trying to think of other examples of franchises that have taken their continuity really seriously throughout the highs and lows of their like maybe Phantasm is another example where like yeah, yeah, the, the, bu- the the budget of Phantasm fluctuates movie to movie, but like Phantasm they could always 4, afford Reggie. <laughs> they could always afford Reggie the phantasm 4 isn't just going to ignore phantasm 2 you know and in the same way the now critically acclaimed 100% on Ron Tomatoes Chucky TV series is not going to ignore the 34% seed of Chucky just because yeah. it didn't do too well which you know look at fucking Halloween where they literally have multiple reboots in the franchise mm. because of that very reason I think and if you want more really information cool. about those multiple reboots and how to navigate them check out one news NZ on TikTok <laughs> where you'll see a fun little breakdown uh which you know has 350,000 mm. views um I also nice. did a little breakdown on bros which is currently sitting at 700 views that's so go check for that you, one baby. out yeah people don't they don't like you know, gay stuff mm. that's it i'm mm. tiktok homophobic i'm sorry no it's i think i actually think i got shadow banned because i said the word gay in wow. a tiktok but um also interestingly because obviously this has like explicit lgbtq themes and mm-hmm. but in retrospect talking about bride of chucky don mancinia said uh once we introduced jennifer tilly's character that brought a certain comedic camp vibe to the franchise which i think is kind of historically a hallmark of gay culture 
um mm. referring to the lighter sort of totally um, enclosure but yeah it is funny that the yeah including these sort of i guess gay icons mm. and like i do i do yeah like john waters and stuff i mm. do want to say like i'm not i'm not gonna be go go out and be like oh seed of chucky is 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 like such a great portrayal of like these you know because people call psycho problematic in the way it, it talks mm. about like cross-dressing or whatever you want to call yeah. it and like I think I think Seed of Chucky is progressive for the time, but it's not it's not perfect. I don't want to be a straight guy coming out here being like this movie is great representation when it's it's maybe not necessarily. But I still think I'll say it. it's it's crazy <laughs> watching. <laughs> it's still crazy watching a movie from two thousand four, which clearly is aware of these concepts and do, like, but doesn't use the F slur or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, like, and because there's a there's a bit where where um Glenn slash Glenda is talking to their parents, and they're like, sometimes I like to be your son, and I like to be a boy, and I like to be Glenn, but then sometimes I like to be Glenda. Is that okay? And and um Tiffany is like, well, for some people, and then Chucky's like, no, and it's like that line from Tiffany indicates. I just, I guess this is me being naive and straight and raised Christian. I didn't know, like, to me, the idea of um, gender fluidity is, like, very new in terms, not in terms, of course it's always been around, but in terms of, like, putting, like, terms to it and, like, recognizing it. That, to me, is something that that has only just become, in my peripherals in mm. like the last five or six years whereas like this implies that people have been gender fluid longer than that well yeah, yeah exactly and of course they have um well this is like when you claim that paul bettany didn't exist before master commander <laughs> when he's <laughs> very obviously in a knight's tale <laughs> <laughs> now people don't need to become patrons richard because you just spoiled the best part of that episode <laughs> but yeah like <laughs> it's like yeah I, I thought gender fluid people only existed in the last five years but seed of chucky proves of that chucky they did before it proved me wrong um <laughs> i the yeah yeah i guess i i don't know i just think it's it's an interesting thing to to point out and, and like it's still progress it's still progressive for, for 2004 well it's 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 the thing it's it's yeah it's for 2004 and it's like it's not treated as a disease or something that needs to be cured or mm. the the source of glenn or glenda's madness mm. you know yeah, yeah, whereas exactly. like in psycho it's like no he's crazy because he thinks he's a girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. this it's like yeah he the, the two bodies exist or two minds exist and this person mm. can identify as two things one of them happens to be crazy yeah right nice that's a good way to put it Oh, um, you. you see, you see Chucky's little dinger in this film when he's dinger. Jerking. You see his bloody wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny scene of Chucky jerking it. And and um, uh, John Waters, who's being a photo- like trying to get photos of. He's trying to paparazzi. Jen- Jennifer Tilly. He's trying to paparazzi. Sees the the silhouette of it in the window and says the only slur in this movie that is about uh, um, 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 that that features like a lot of vulnerable people when he when a he lot of people who it. could be called slurs and <laughs> well, should yeah, be yeah, frequently don't, don't. <laughs> he, see, he sees Chucky in the window and calls him the 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 M word for because he thinks it's a, a little person but then later on he says like thank God for little people or something like that after he's mm. taken photos. 
So even the politically correct term, this is blowing my mind that all of these terms and like culture is, is like already a thing. You should watch uh, the documentary Paris is Burning. Uh, I was oh, yeah. recommended it very recently. And it's the, the same kind of thing that I was like, I didn't know all this stuff had been around that long. Wow. Like all the stuff that it's like, you know, you you talk to gay people or you do a little bit of research. It's like, of course this has been around yeah, that all, long. All our gay listeners are listening to this episode being like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah aj that's right they ha- all this stuff has been around yeah i don't know why a, you had a... to put on a gay voice to say that i wasn't i was being i was being like coy about it don't <laughs> attack it's so hot in my room right it's now. so hot in my room that's why i'm attacking you my brain's actually melting mm. but the yeah the yeah paris burning a really interesting documentary um what, short no. too which um how fucking oh my god the runtime of these films <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Charles Play 2 is like 82 minutes that's what's the best one <laughs> the longest one is the next one Curse of Chucky and that's 97 minutes long this is like Barbie runtime by talking I had to watch the remake at like 2 in the morning and I was like god and then I saw it was only an hour 29 and I was like hey <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've got some dumb IMDb trivia here again for Seed of Chucky. Is one of it that Jennifer Tilly plays herself and <laughs> Tiffany? <laughs> no, that would be great though. I like when she's like dragging the unconscious Jennifer Tilly and she's like, she's so fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a it, like, it's it's how if, if I'm ever famous enough to yeah. play myself in something, I want to be this horrible to myself. Yeah, <laughs> well, so there's the thing that I was like, it, it's such an unflattering portrayal for someone who's like not that famous, and like you know, mm. people don't know that much about you know for for Brad Pitt to come out and be like to play himself and be like, yeah, this guy's an asshole. It's like, mm. oh, we know and love Brad Pitt, but Jennifer Tilly's like. Is she just playing herself? Or is, playing- <laughs> <laughs> is she actually like this? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, Dumbo and DB trivia. Chucky once again pays homage to The Shining by hacking through a door with an axe. This film reunites Brad Bradariff. <laughs> Brad Dourif, with Billy Boyd, who appeared with him in the last two Lord of the Rings films. Many of Dourif's scenes were opposite Bernard Hill as Theoden, and Ralph Bakshi's film, Theoden, was voiced by Philip Stone, who played Grady in The Shining. I, that's a great piece of IMDb trivia. That's <laughs> just, what you want out of IMDb trivia. <laughs> it's so tangential. Do you know what? Like, no, do you know what that is? That's a that's a randomly placed useless statistic. <laughs> that's more what that is. That's more that over a dumb IMDb trivia. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. Is that? Not, I thought you loved the like Kevin Bacon, John Hamm kind of trivia. I do. I, I do. Is that not one of? Well, that's why I wrote it down. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The thing that connects Glenn to Chucky is the Made in Japan imprint on their wrists, which mm. is yeah, that, that Chucky notice. Uh, Glenn slash Glenn notices that uh, they have mm. the the same thing. Um, the problem with that is the Good Guy dolls were manufactured by PlayPal Toys in a Chicago factory in Child's Play and Child Play Two. However, the prior film, Bride of Chucky. 
Uh, Tiffany reassembles Chucky using both parts from his original body, such as his head, and new spare doll parts from her doll collection. At one point during his reconstruction of that film, you see Tiffany attaching a new arm to his body. It is safe to assume that this new arm is the arm that features the Made in Japan stamp, and when Glenn was conceived, he inherited the same Made in Japan stamp, plus nobody really knows how the reproductive systems of dolls possessed by human souls work. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, like, this is is someone just trying to, like grasp at straws to explain the the science behind the movie they like <laughs> so this was followed up uh nine years later by curse of chucky uh, so what you... happened they they ran out of money they they didn't want to make anymore what's the deal no there was um for, for the sort of decade in between they talked about a, a reboot or a remake of child's play mm. for ages and said they they wanted to do a remake instead of a sequel because fans want to see scary Chucky again. Um, and then eventually, this whole time they talked about a, sequ- uh, a remake, or they talked about a sequel at one point called Revenge of Chucky, but they kept on talking about this remake, yada, 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 and then eventually it's just like, and then they made a sequel. Right, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what, what do you think the director's name is? <laughs> This is Don Mancini again. It is. And what do you think it is on Rotten Tomatoes? So this is like 75%. Is that right? Yeah, you're, you're quite close. It is 75. Yeah, I, I saw this one for some reason. I was looking up something else and accidentally spied the the okay. Rotten Tomatoes score. I was like, Richard's going to kill me. I am. So this one is the... Uh, can you read out your Letterboxd review? Because I thought this was a brilliant uh, description of the film. Oh, well, I am... Um... <sighs> I've never read out one of my Letterboxd reviews. Sign in. I'm going to sign in as Cult Potcher because I'm going to need that later on. Um, and then I'm just going to go read... It's a surprise tool for later. Uh, the tried and true We've Run Out of Money sequel, but way better than Hellraiser Revelations or Phantasm Ravager. Yeah. So, in slasher franchises, and this is a podcast about franchises, we know our way around you a Don't franchise. fucking try and tell us we don't know our way, because we do, you right? Get- you get past Talk. you get past three sequels and the 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 core the nuclear core of a franchise begins to become a little unstable and you get things like um the meta sequel which is what i would say seed of chucky is i would absolutely say seed of chucky is but but more so like it's fun to recognize like like seed of chucky started and i was like oh it's the meta one because hellraiser had a meta one and a nightmare on elm street had a had a meta one and you know like they they do these these ones jason kind of had a meta one if you include the um holodeck scene and jason x for sure and this one um and but yeah halloween resurrection i believe was uh anyway continue yeah yeah um and but and then this one the the as you say like it is the low the we ran out of money sequel which you see in those franchises you list as well like this sits next to the meta one as like Mm. a a type of sequel we see all the time in these franchises and um and i agree it is a hell of a lot better than any other we ran out of money there's such a distinct visual aesthetic to these films well and, and a distinct narrative aesthetic well mm. maybe not aesthetic well it's, like, it's like kind of a um kind of a bottle episode it's like mostly mm. one location but it is it's chucky in a haunted house yeah this, yeah is. yeah exactly and it's um but yeah it's like the the whites are really the whites the color white is like really blown out the mm. 
the blacks are really dark and there's like not a lot of saturation. It's it's this really interesting, like very clear aesthetic that these films mm. tend to have. And so immediately within a few shots, I was like, oh, this is this totally, is the Hellraiser yeah. Revelations, you know? Ah, uh, this is not a um expensive DOP. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's set in in this house where this um this woman what's her name? Nika? Nika. Nika, who is confined to a wheelchair, her mother mysteriously kills herself with a pair of scissors one day um, after they've received a Chucky doll in the mail. Um, and the, oh, it's probably Chucky that did it. The family that uh, show up um, t- to console each other, it's not like this big mansion, um, eventually they all start getting picked off one by one. There's a little girl who's really excited to see a good guy doll. Um, and it turns out that Chucky's back. And But this one's really interesting in that it almost does feel like a reboot for so long because mm. they Chucky doesn't hold, speak for 44 minutes. They hold back on it, and he's yeah. just a doll. And I was like, interesting. Um, until Brad Dourif's cackle shows up finally. Um, and what what separates this from Hellraiser Revelations, for example? Is it doesn't is like, suck? Well, yeah. But as Because as I was watching it, I was like... Um, it's weird, you know, it's weird. I was like, Don Mancini, Mancini has been so, like, um, good at, at keeping everything consistent, keeping everything relevant, keeping each entry as part of the ongoing story. But this is really just a bottle episode. And then the climax happens, and it ties everything mm. together. And it turns out that Nika is paralyzed because Charles Lee Ray was in love with her mother and actually, like, um, stabbed her while she was pregnant with Nika. And and the doll has been actually been sent by surprise. Jennifer Tilly is in this movie. Yeah. And she sent her to, to get revenge because over the years... And also... Chucky's had a weird facelift as well, but it's like it's hiding the the, mm. the scarred version of his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and the the reason he's been sent here is because he doesn't like having unfinished business, and he lifts lists off all the families he's terrorized over the years, and and then um, Nika makes fun of him for having never killed andy barkley and it's like wow andy barkley's getting a mention in a post child's yeah. play three movie, um. And all of this stuff is really cool and really, really interesting. And then um, the cops show up and Nika sort of defeats Chucky, but she ends up going to prison because no one believes that the doll did it. Yeah, um, and it ends with insane to believe that. Yeah, and it ends with Jennifer Tilly mailing the doll once again. And in a post credit scene, we see it arrive in none other than Andy Barkley's house. And as Chucky cuts his way out of the box while Andy's on the phone, I was like oh no are they gonna kill andy barkley that'd be such a bummer hmm. and then he opens the thing and andy's there with a the shotgun and what is he? he's like play play with, with play this with, play with this and he's like andy <laughs> such a great performance yeah. um and and yeah um so so this one uh again like the so this is the, my letterbox review for cult of chucky also applies to this one which is i wrote uh, I ain't never seen a bad movie this good, <laughs> which is how I feel. We're in, we're as we say, we're in the low budget v- corner of this franchise, but these are so well thought out and so fun and so mm. like they're still like they're still being taken seriously and and like this one was all right. I thought that the um the various uh, deaths were were kind of interesting and and it's it's not like I don't think it's the best work despite having one of the highest Rotten Tomato scores. In yeah. The, or the highest one in the series I think. second highest second highest um 
I think maybe that's a relative. Sc- I reckon that's people who watched this expecting a Hellraiser Revelations and yeah, were like, yeah. "This is fucking well." And also, great. this was like a video on demand release as well, so yeah, exactly. less people would be reviewing it. Yeah. The interesting with with noting as well, uh, Nika is played by Fiona Dourif, who's mm. Brad Dourif's daughter. Um, and in the Chucky TV series, I believe she actually plays Charles Lee Ray in some flashbacks. She doesn't. She also uh, Nika is in. It is Nika's so. also in it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, she she's she's good fun in it. But the one thing I will say about this movie, you mentioned it has post credit scene. The last like three scenes of this feel like they're post credit scenes, Absolutely. and they couldn't decide which one was. Yeah. So it's totally. like the reveal that oh Jennifer Tilly's here, and then she grabs the box, and then it's like oh shit, okay, cut to credits, or like that's the post credit scene, and then it's like no chucky shows up with alice and then he like kills says he's killed the grandma but then the grandma gasps for air and Which the, has it's nothing to do with anything yeah it's, it's just it's, the, it's this real weird like they couldn't figure out how to end the film and then the one that actually has the most like importance for this Oomph. next film is relegated to post credits and it doesn't appear in some versions of the film on streaming apparently such an important scene yeah this is yeah this is a fascinating film i think the the last like half hour when i think when chucky's real face is revealed really Mm. tied the whole thing together for me because i yeah was just sort of like and i think i I didn't know the rotten tomato scores until today but i i think i just assumed that I knew these ones were the later, lower budget ones. And I think people on the mm. Discord had said, like, oh, trying to get through this one. And uh, uh. so I was like, oh, okay. And then when I started watching it, them and really enjoying them, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to, this is going to ruin the streak, isn't it? And then, no, they're like, I mean, they are definitely, you know, different. But mm. I enjoyed them, yeah. 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 One thing that confused me is that they do a lot of. I, th- I feel like they were like, all right, let's do something new and interesting. And they, they redesigned the character somewhat um, of Chucky. And like, he has literally, they've just put different shaped faces on him at certain points. And I thought that was very confusing. When Alice, who's the, the like nine-year-old girl, she first finds the doll, they give him a new face that almost looks quite feminine. And for like, all of the movie i was like why did chucky look like a girl in that one shot like is that gonna come back and then there's a bit where he kills the the babies or the au pair um where he's sort of like uh grinning and his cheeks have sort of like he looks uh, it's just a it's a it's very clearly a different doll Mm. that they they built specifically for him to have this expression and again i was like this is weird to see him to pulling this face um and it's it's one of these things where it's like i feel like it was them trying to be innovative and different and creative but it just left me going like what is is this a plot thing or mm. just a are you not supposed to notice that it's that it's different so i thought that was a strange it's probably one of my least favorite things about the movie is that i i felt like the the original design is a lot a lot more um what's the word like diverse like you could you can do all these expressions with the original model you don't need to like make new Mm, models for it budget thing i guess also there's there's one there's one shot which is chucky walking down the stairs which i'm very sure is like someone in a wig like a a kid in a wig there's a few there's a few times when there's a a little person performer across the whole series oh right okay uh you do want to know what indb trivia says about this film tell me so according to indb trivia this film answers some questions about the background of Charles Lee Ray. Mm. Cool. Trivia. <laughs> trivia. This movie has a plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like, I I can't imagine what compelled someone to go write that. They wanted, they worked out you could write stuff on IMDb and they're like, yeah. oh, cool. They've got a segment on their own podcast where they're like, <laughs> IMDb trivia is user submitted, which means we can add imagine whatever we that. want to it. Imagine if this entire time we'd been chasing another podcast mm. that had been jokingly adding obvious IMDb trivia. Like how we were chasing that person who was reviewing all the Barbie movies in yeah. like, like a month before us and we both simply <laughs> reached out to them. <laughs> and they never got back to us. Damn. Uh, mm. any, any last words? Chucky's climaxes are the best yeah. in the business. Like, like they can well, either one be... One produced Glenn and Glenda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 like, the climax of Child's Play 2, as I said, was like, this is what the first movie should have had. And then, like, but that's already, like, a fine movie. But then, like, something like Curse of Chucky is like, well, this has saved the movie. Without mm. this scene, I probably wouldn't have liked it this much, but yeah. it, it like transforms it from this we ran out of money sequel into like a it it, it justifies its entry in the Yeah, in we the ran series. out of money, but we didn't run out of ideas. Yeah, which is I guess is is more of a testament to Mancini being able to like it, like happily take a pay cut to take control mm. of his IP, you know? Mm. Mm. So, just four years later, the the cult of Chucky was brought upon us. It was only four years later, but that's still pretty long for a straight-to-DVD low-budget sequel to continue the story, you know. This was on Netflix as well, I believe, um, in right. some places. But, uh, yeah, what? who do you think it's directed by, and what do you think it's on Rotten Tomatoes? This is directed by one Dom Mancini, you may remember from directing the previous two movies. Yes. Uh, and this will have... So this will be the highest rated in the series, then. Hmm. At what seventy six? They're good, not quite seventy eight. Nice. Mm. This is this is like the same thing, but now it's a, a sanitarium, insanitarium, I should say, <laughs> insane <laughs> asylum, uh, as opposed to a haunted house. Nika yeah. is is brought in here, and um, the Chucky doll finds her. Uh, but this time there are multiple Chuckies, and also. Um, uh, Andy Barkley is, is on a mission to kill all the multiple Chuckies. It actually starts with a very interesting scene that I wish we both, you, I messaged you and was like, this is so hype. And you were like, it goes away. And I was like, oh, damn. But it starts <laughs> with Andy, grown up Andy. It's the same actor, by the way, who played him as a kid. We mm. didn't mention that. Um, he's on a date, and but the woman he's on a date with is like, I've Googled you. You seem like a bit unstable. And he's like, yeah, fair You're enough. that weird kid who had all his family murdered. Yeah, and so he goes home and then he unlocks a safe where a skewered Chucky head on a posters and he's uh, he's alive and he brings out, he smokes weed with the, the doll head uh, and then blow torches him. And I was like, fuck yeah, awesome. Like he's just trapped Chucky. He's just got yeah, this, this, he's torturing this severed head that he keeps torturing. And I was like, what a great place to take the character. Uh, but those scenes, yeah, are sort of intermittent throughout the story, which is mainly focused on Nika trying to convince everyone at the insane asylum that Chucky is alive and evil um and at the end uh after everyone's been killed um uh andy gets uh locked in a padded cell after trying to mm. to he, he he like mails a chucky doll to the asylum and a bunch of chucky doll this movie should have been called chucky's there we go that's what that's what 
the people want. Well, it's like they've got a whole cult of Chuckies. Yeah, that's oh, that's a bit of title, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, it ends with um, Chucky taking... Chucky finally transfers his soul into a human body, that of Nika. Which is crazy that it took seven movies to do that plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nika, who uh, gives her ability to walk, to walk, and then she catches up with... Uh, Tiffany still being played by it's still on Jennifer Tilly's body mm. and they make out even though they're both girls <laughs> and that's pretty gay <laughs> too gay send the script back and then yeah did you see the post credit scene for this as well yeah uh, Kyle turns up yeah Kyle turns Yay! up the badass chick from the second one who's not like other girls you what did you think of this film I, I I probably liked it just as much as as curse yeah. um i don't think i have a preference again as i said in my review i think that for they're bad for a lot of reasons but it's the care taken in the writing that improves them yeah. tenfold um and it's a good setup for what i believe that the tv series picks up from is like the ending of this movie yeah. and so that's that's really cool oh, I, I do think it's really funny it's like fiona Dorif, i think is is great and the mm. In the role of Nika, but I I think it's funny that when Chucky possesses her, mm. there's a scene where she, you know, and Chucky in the body of Nika grabs her own breasts and is like, "Hell yeah, I could get used to this," and it's it's just funny that getting the the direction, pretend you're Charles Lee Ray, mm. a character played by your father, mm. and grab your breasts. Mm. What's it and also? Like, no, how how would your dad <laughs> touch your boobies? What's also funny is that in the TV series, when she plays Charles Lee Ray in the flashbacks, she's in like sex scenes. So Brad Dourif has to watch his daughter performing sex scenes and provide ADR for those sex scenes. Really, because <laughs> he's playing wow. the voice of of Charles Lee Ray still. Um, which is also that's that to me is like one of the craziest behind the scenes weirdness of this sort of, you know, this genre of yeah. like um, acting families, what they must go through. Like I always think about like, has Steve Tyler seen One Night at McCool's with Liv Tyler having heaps of sex in it? <laughs> well, there's in the um, the video for I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, he like gently caresses a TV screen where she's like having sex. <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh, I think so. Weird. That's weirder than the the Fiona Dourif thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I wonder if yeah, what the what dinner at the Dourifs is like. <laughs> dinner at the Dourifs, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, if they're just like, well, oh, back to work, <laughs> you know. Like, I wonder mm. if they talk about it. Mm. Is is Chucky is Chucky on the TV show on anything in New Zealand? It's on the TV and Z app, I think. Oh, really? Oh, I okay. think wow. so. Yeah. Well, wow. put my bloody money where my mouth is. I did. I found it recently. It's either TV and Z or Neon. One of those is free, though. So obviously, that's the more exciting. Should I check now? And then people watching along, listening along, listening, just listening to the podcast, who live in New Zealand and have downloaded the TV and Z Plus app. Type the C for Chucky, H for Hucky, Chucky. Uh, no, there's a show called Chuck and Tito. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a sports documentary. So yeah, well there goes your theory. Is it not on Neon? Well, now I have to check that. Loading up the Neon app, the big uh, sort of loading screen. 
type the search function. Uh, oh, Richard is watching. And C, I'll type that. Uh, yeah, it's on here. One season. So it's there, the second season yet. But yeah, fun, uh, fun, the fun stuff. The second season isn't out yet. Uh, it's like, it's partially out, I believe. Anywho, yeah. So yeah, what an what an interesting franchise and yeah, one that we've we've come to to quite. I like. think this is this is out of like the slashes we've done. Yeah, this is my favorite. Well, I get this scream. There's scream there. Your scream doesn't count. Scream doesn't count. Okay, well then this is this is better than Friday the Thirteenth. This is better than A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is better than Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If only for consistency's sake. I and like also I welcome an interesting villain at the center of these things because yeah. Jason, Michael Myers, and Leatherface are all too similar for me to have ever like been able to really be like which one's the best one because they kind of just all operate in the same same way and so you just have freddy like i guess chucky and freddy krueger are more similar. yeah they're quite similar yeah yeah so that's 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 your choice for a slasher you either have a have a cheeky sadistic killer or a silent and terrifying introvert well i mean hellraiser i guess is the the other one which is uh, yeah the pinheads alone and being articulate but a man of few words. Hmm. Slash not even a man? Yeah. A Cenobite. <laughs> hmm. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the Cult of Chucky actually, was, I should have said this, uh, was leaked onto YouTube, which which led Don Mancini to tweet, To the geniuses who leaked hashtag Cult of Chucky and tweeted about it, congrats, not only are you terrible people, now Universal Lawyers know who you are. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um... There was, uh, there was a reference to Glenn and Glenda, which was cut from this film as well. Um, I'm not sure if they appear in the TV show yet, but Mangini has said he keen he's keen to, and he also has said as well that films will continue as well as the TV show. Ah, oh, interesting. Um, as well for dumb to be trivia for cult of chucky uh this is the first child's play movie with a sex scene unless you count bride of chucky between chucky and tiffany even though they were in doll form at the time i do count that <laughs> but but this is still like the first one that has like a pretty full-on human on human sex scene. yeah uh and then also the other piece of dumb to be trivia for this is that now playing podcast reviewed cult of chucky the film received three recommends and this is this is the first one wow. that they that they reviewed apparently, or the only no. one according to IMDb trivia. As in, it says that, or it's it's just because it's the only. It's one just because it's the only one. That, yeah. <laughs> so, the film, the series, was rebooted in 2019, only two years after that film. It, it's strange, yeah. Strange to see a reboots happen so quickly, and like I remember when we did Evil Dead. With mm. like our fourth episode or fifth episode or yeah. sixth episode or seventh episode um i i posed the question has a franchise ever rebooted and then gone back to the original continuity and now i feel like that happens quite often because it's a halloween and we've seen it with chucky where it returns to the tv show because from memory child's play 2019 was quite the controversial uh release was it not yeah i mean yeah you could say that well, just because like Don Mancini was like, I have nothing to do with this. We're, I didn't sign off on this, and we are still making our show. And you know, like, yeah, yeah. He, he did not give his blessing to 
the remake. Yeah, m- most people involved in the originals have um, sort of yeah, not endorsed the film. Mm. But yeah, what uh, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? And who do you think it was directed by? Oh, I saw his name, but I can't remember it. Give me the Rotten Tomatoes score. I'm going to guess 50%. 63%. Mm. So, I um, this is pretty bad. <laughs> Who directed it? This was directed by a guy named Lars Klevberg, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, uh, and the, looking, the, the sacred club of, yeah. of horror directors without Wikipedia Turning pages. Turning to um, his IMDb page, though, I saw he was he was third AD on the, the Worst Person in the World film, which is okay. like you know, going from directing that to, to then third being AD. third AD on, on a much kind of a much smaller film. Uh, yeah, what's Child's Play 2019 about, and can you sort of highlight the differences? Yeah, well, it's it usually, how often have we covered a remake, like with Psycho, where it's like, this is literally the same film, so there's not much to, to talk about. Happened with um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid as well. Yeah. But this is like a fairly different direction. Yeah. Uh, so instead of good guy dolls, they're called Buddy with an I instead of a Y, and they are sort of, they're made by like this film's version of Google um and they're more like uh, they're more comparable to an alexa or a smartphone than a toy um and the they are being developed in vietnam where one of the guys working on the computer chip is like gets yelled at by his boss gets yelled at so he deletes all the safety protocols on the chip and this doll ends up in the hands of aubrey plaza's karen who gives it to her teenage son andy and my first note is like why have you called this child's play if the main character is like 14 years old oh yeah like it's so much less interesting to me anyway instead of it being a instead of it being a um evil soul possessing a doll it's just a faulty ai hmm. uh and and it, and what i thought was so much less interesting because it's like you just turn it off you can just turn it off it's so much like it can't come back it's not i don't know it's just it's just full of like so many reasons why it's not as interesting as as the the soul possessing thing and also like how many times have you seen this plot it's like Oh, AI, evil AI again. Cool, that's fresh. Um, He's voiced by Mark Hamill in this movie, which is maybe the only, like, interesting wrinkle. It's a good choice, yeah. And um, Mm. Mark Hamill actually played the Brad Dura version of Chucky in Robert Chicken. (laughs) Interesting. Mm. Um, The Chucky's been completely redesigned. Uh, He looks, looks very strange. Like, there was always, like, this thing where like no one in the movies reacted to how creepy a good guy doll looks anyway Mm. even before it's evil but this one this one's even worse i feel like these ones look even like more disconcerting just on their own um and so andy and his mum live in this apartment complex and it's basically andy's has trouble making friends he makes friends with the chucky doll who just immediately makes two like absolutely ride or die friends (laughs) Yeah, he's, yeah, so he doesn't even need Chucky. Um, and so there's also um, a, a cop that lives near, or his mum, the cop's mum lives near, so he makes friends with the cop as well. Um, and basically the, the, the thing I did like about this is I thought it was interesting to take the concept of Chucky and be like, 
the his motivation now is he wants to be Andy's best friend so badly mm. that he'll kill anyone who besmirches him or gets in that in the way. Yeah. Um, and and this was going f- quickly toward a uh one star review from or one and a half star review for me until the climax because ladies and gentlemen chucky's climaxes are the best in the business uh it's just fun it's at the launch of the buddy two, and it's in like yeah so it's, it's, it's sitting like this mall where a bunch of new chucky dolls or buddy dolls there's ones that are like in a beer body yeah, yeah, and yeah. ones that have like blonde hair and a leprechaun suit as you mentioned so it's just there's a lot of variety and i i I don't know if I've talked, I've probably talked about this on the show before. I've quite the, the like, I've quite, quite a thing for fictional companies and yeah, like yeah, yeah. products and stuff. I always think that's, that's really fun to, to design. Um, and so there's a big final battle in the mall. Um, that's broad strokes, the film. Mm. There's a bunch of other stuff. I'm there's sure one character about. you need to, neglected to mention, uh, that mm. is the new boyfriend of Aubrey Plaza's character. His name's Shane shane and yeah. you could retitle this movie when is chucky going to kill shane <laughs> yeah like it's one of these things where you actually don't need to make that character that much of an asshole to be like it's, an it's antagonistic so force stupid. like so so you know andy andy comes home and shane's got his mum pinned up against the wall with her skirt up and it's like that's enough to be like i want this guy out of my life you know but instead yeah. it's just like he comes home and he's like oh wow buddy's here and shane's like hey yeah. Okay. And yeah. then the, the, the cat goes goes crazy because of Chucky, but the cat runs into another room and Shane just like picks up the cat and goes yells at Andy is like, Hey, the cat's acting up. And it's like, What are you it's doing, like, Shane? And then If you've yeah. got a problem with me, you talk to talk to me like my Be face a man. like a man. It's just it's so it's such a caricature. It's so, yeah. it was so annoying. Um, and and then, so but he, then it is revealed that he's actually got a secret family, he's married, he does. and then Chucky Which but that's just another thing to like make him a more like cartoonishly yeah. sinister character. Like, it would be so much better if the character wasn't actually a dick, but was just Yeah. It was it was something keeping um Andy and his mum from being close. And then it's like, yeah. oh no, yeah. he's he's um You'd you'd kind of feel bad when he dies, but instead it's like, yeah, when, when is this guy gonna fucking eat it? And the film is not set at Christmas, but he um ends up dying while taking down while setting up Christmas lights. Yeah, um, it's the very film strange. was originally set at Christmas, but they just loved that scene so much they kept that in. But so a scene explicitly set at Christmas, and then didn't set the rest of the film at Christmas. I think that scene. I think Shane's death scene is a testament to the arrogance of man Mm. and specifically the man who directed this film who was like i'm going to make a horror classic and he was like i want to have iconic moments i want people to see an image and be like you know i want people to see jack nicholson axing through the door or the hand coming up in the bath in nightmare on elm street like he's he's looking for his image Mm. to recognize this remake of a 1988 movie for right and uh, as shane gets killed he is wrapped in christmas lights crawling through a watermelon patch (laughs) very specific right these very specific intentional choices that just scream i really want this to be a Mm. recognizable scene Mm. (laughs) and it pissed me off so much because i was like a watermelon patch 
a watermelon patch? What is going on? Why are we in a watermelon patch? Um, and then he gets his face ripped off by Chucky, who then wraps it around a watermelon. And this this whole scene, this whole segment, where and then he puts the watermelon with Shane's face back in Andy's room. I was like, this is such a specific idea that feels like it's like lifted from like someone, the writer of this movie has like wrote a script before that never got picked up and he just mm. lifted the scene out of that yeah, and yeah. put it into his child's play remake because he really liked the idea of the watermelon patch. Um, but anyway, um, Andy and his friends try to get rid of the, the face on the watermelon by wrapping it up so no one will know. And um, he gets caught and tries to explain to his mum that he's delivering a present to um, the cop's mum, who's the cop's played by, by Brian, Brian Tyree Tyree Henry. Henry. Um, and so she's like, okay, I'll go take it to the mum's house with you, the mum's the, the, the apartment. And they go there and the the mum like realizes that she's covering for Andy. So she's like, yeah, I'll take this. And like, we're not opening it till, till my birthday. Richard, I was 100% sure what was going to happen <laughs> was the African-American woman was going to open a present from this little boy and find a watermelon and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> which now i'm like that's a better joke than yeah. what what's actually in the film um, um yeah but yeah, that it, doesn't it, happen it's also just like there's as that kid there's so many ways you could not end up in a situation <laughs> where you have to give a watermelon with a face on it to this kind old lady and there's so many ways that you can avoid the chucky stuff happen like so so as as don't, well as as like don't buy a bo- uh, 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 chunky a buddy buddy you for not not only the fact that you could literally just get rid of the doll because they do at one point and but the only reason it comes back is through the interference of a separate character meaning if that guy wasn't in it like it's mm. it's not like um chucky from the child's play movies we're like we're shown it will always come back because it's yeah. in wanting to do that this is just bad luck so just get rid of it again i guess um like it's so, just turn it off. Just turn off the buddy. Mm. Of course, it'll have an off switch. I, I, and like they they try to build like at the start of the film show, like oh he's bonding with Chucky. There's like one scene where mm. they get along, and it's after a scene there. where he's already shown being creepy. And it's like nah, you needed to do this the other way. You needed to show them bonding and then have the sinister stuff slip through. But it's mm. it, I just didn't buy that this version of Andy cared that much about this version of Chucky and that, you but, know, you so, wouldn't just throw the doll away. <laughs> yeah. The thing for me though, is just that it's like, why did this need to be a child's play reboot? Like you mm. could have just not called this child's play. Gave the no doll child, a complete, isn't it? Yeah. Gave the just thing a completely buddy. different design. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, sure. It's pretty derivative of Chucky, but yeah, it's, 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 it's weird to just, because you're not doing like what are so many of the things that I feel are like core to the franchise, and yeah, they don't recreate any iconic yeah. scenes. It's just character names that they yeah, get lifted. Karen and Andy, Chucky, but um, and also like the like when he has the name Chucky, it's for no reason. Like, yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna name you Han Solo, and he's like, Did you say Chucky? And I was like, Is this like because Mark Hamill is playing yeah. Chucky? Where yeah. does where does it's it's so strange but yeah i mean like mike hamill does a fun job and i think he's good cast good interesting fun casting for 
an AI. I think he plays the character well of this, like, almost a tragic character who's, like, mm. innocent. And it's not quite the AI, AI decides humans need to die after spending no. 10 minutes on the internet. But, yeah, it's just... But it is, it's so much less interesting than Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, exactly. It's... I just hated this. I thought it was so bad. I just thought the I, 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 I didn't hate it, I, but I... It's a definite step down And how do you stand where he stood. I, I think that was... Um, <laughs> it's a pretty funny joke of mine um, that I came up with. Um, how dare you stand where I stood? <laughs> so do you remember when this came out? 2019. Do you remember specifically the day? Was it a bad a bad? Do you remember day? what happened? Oh, what else happened that day? Was it... Was it um like Toy Story? 4 Toy Story came Four out, came out so. on the same day, um and yeah, there was this series of posters because um Toy Story 4's character posters were like this sort of brown textured backdrop with like Woody looking up into the distance, uh you know back at his life, and then they released Child's Play posters that were like you know June nineteenth, June twenty first, whatever it was, and there'd be like a little cowboy's arm ripped off in the background of shot as Chucky's walking through with a um. They're quite funny. If you look up Ch- uh, Charles yeah, play th- Toy they, Story, they posters. feel more indicative of the earlier, not like the the yeah. They're not they're not as fun. Version. Yeah, like the, well, this film's mm. not as fun, but they're um. Interestingly, though, they're the some billboards uh, and posters promoting the film were pulled in New Zealand. Um, that's where I live. Yeah, specifically in Christchurch as well. Um, but the there was a complaint made to the Advertising Standards Authority for being inappropriate. The complaint was made mostly with concern for the region of Canterbury after uh, claiming the advertisements, adver- advertisements are potentially traumatizing among children by reminding them of that region's high suicide rates, various earthquakes, and the Christchurch mosque shootings. <laughs> Makes Christchurch sound like a pretty... Um, Place. They had depicted Chucky with glowing red eyes and a knife, the letter being intentionally obscured by the title. Uh, the poster was deemed not to cause any harm among the population, but ASA conflu- concluded it would be frightening for children, so they pulled the posters. Hmm. That's I like how it came home. The, the, the episode of the podcast became local all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I, I saw as well that Bear McCreary composed the score and apparently did it through a toy orchestra inspired by Chucky's toy store origins with toy pianos, hurdy-gurdies, accordions, plastic guitars, and automatons. And I don't remember the score being particularly notable. Well, that's such a cool idea. And if it had been yeah, yeah. more obvious, I'd be like, yeah, the score was amazing. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just one piece of Domain TV trivia for this. Uh, in the original title, Child's Play, Chucky is created through Voodoo. In the remake, Chucky is created by a disgruntled sweatshop worker who disables all of his safety parameters. This is very similar to The Simpsons' Trials of Horror, where the crusty doll is set to evil instead of good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what did you think much. about the casting of Aubrey Plaza, by the way? Because before watching the film, I remember just thinking, like, it's, it's weird for her to be playing a mum. I mean, she mentions in the film that she had a very productive sweet 16 so mm. yeah got pregnant on my 16th birthday i guess like she just doesn't have that much to do in the film to warrant being cast as mm. a famous person yeah that's my thinking mm. i thought she was going to be in it a lot more i thought she'd have a lot more to do in it but it's again it's just yeah and also story. why is she dating shane because <laughs> <laughs> she makes bad decisions richard yeah, that's the theme yeah. of her character so yeah any anything else to say about child's play 2019 uh, just that it, this is like, it's a shame that um the the streak was broken, even if it wasn't too bad. It's yeah. still like, 
Um, well, uh, we have a segment where we talk about titles on this podcast, or we talk about titles, titles a lot on this podcast. Do you have anything you want to say about the titles? Do you think that the Child's Play should have kept as the moniker? The Child's Play, so like Colin, Ch- Bride of Chucky. Precisely, because it feels like... Like, I'm, it's not the worst thing in the world because they are distinctly separated mm. series. And, but I think, I think I'm struck by the consistency of the latter half of the mm. series, um, like titles, mm. like they're all of something of Chucky that clearly like, and this is across like 20 years as well. Mm. So clearly it's like important to whoever's naming these movies, probably Mancini to be like consistent so i just wonder like would it be better if they were child's play bride of chucky child's play seed of chucky child's play curse of chucky child's play cult of chucky mm. that's what i, I guess wonder. we'll never know i mean i guess the series is just called chucky which is one of those things where it's like this is the first thing to just be named chucky i remember when mm. i was a kid i didn't know they were called child's play for years yeah. i reckon i'd seen what i'd already seen of bride of chucky and did not know that that the originals weren't called yeah. Chucky. Well, it's in, because of the reboot, there's four films called Child's Play and four films called Of Chucky. Oh, there you go. That's fun. Um, so we've got a segment called Cult Elders, Meeting of the Elders. Um, yeah, where we, on our Discord, we have a very secret, very private channel. Yeah, so if you guys uh, hop on our Patreon and if you donate uh, $15 a month on our Cult Elders tier, you get invited to said uh, secret channel. Um, and we read out some of your thoughts on the Child's Play movies. So here are our... Oh my God, there's a, there's a lot. Strap in, everyone. There's a yeah. lot to get through so, today. Uh, Brent of Attili started us off by saying i don't have anything to say about chucky but i just want it to be recognized that i changed my name in time this week nice and vincent guard lara which i i don't think that is a reference to child's play or at least not one that i can decipher uh says the child's play franchise is ingrained in my mind for a strange reason my childhood video rental store video depot had the poster for bride of chucky on their window forever i passed by that poster every time i went to go rent a movie with my mum when i was young i always thought it was cool but my mother reassured me it was not a film for kids when the store went out of business when i was in high school the poster remained on the window for a number of years until a pharmacy took over that space i watched the (laughs) that's awesome i watched the franchise finally with my friends back in 2013 had fun with it haven't gotten into anything anything released since then but i still have that connection to my childhood memories whenever i think of bride of chucky wondering if you have any movie poster you distinctly remember from a video rental store or place from your youth what a great this is what i want cult pop should be all about is like these experiences like posters and windows that that stick with you i actually don't know if i do have an answer for this my my answer for this is and and we've actually covered this on the podcast because i remember it is um oh there's two and they're actually quite similar posters um hellraiser hellworld i so distinctly remember that the evil goes online with the like Mm. matrix code and pinhead i so distinctly Mm. remember that poster but the other one that i always feel like um i remember seeing is the 2000 version of uh hamlet starring ethan hawke Mm. where he's like interesting it's a it's a it's a it's a similar sort of thing close up of his face with like sort of colored you know symbols around him and he's um like mm. slicking his hair back mm. the main thing i think i've talked about this but the lost world poster 
Oh, yeah. Um, had a big T-Rex eye in the middle of my parents had to cover it up with, with tape mm. because I was too scared. I, I also, the coming th- coming through this the podcast this week, the seed of Chucky Poster, I so distinctly remember that being at Channel X on yeah. the corner of um, Main North Road and, uh, what is it, Cranford Street? No, mm. it's not Cranford. It's yeah, not I, know, I know. You know the one. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know where Channel X was. Uh, my neighbor Craig says, I have a soft spot for these films, but haven't watched any of them for a very long time. The first film was on heavy rotation during my video store employee days in the early 2000s, and I was always struck by how dark that film was for something with such a ridiculous premise. I've always had an academic interest in the video nasties era of VHS censorship, especially in the UK, and remember learning how Child's Play 3 became a totem for horror movie hysteria in the press because of its very, very tenuous link to the Jamie Bolger murder. I'm sure you mentioned it in the episode craig we did uh when i finally had a chance to watch the film i was both surprised and totally uh, totally obvious it was it was both surprising and totally obvious how underwhelming it was in its when in its extreme content compared to a lot of the other videos a lot of the other films in the video nasty backlist they go on to say 2019 remake was fine the chucky show is pretty weird if i was doing a continue the franchise i would pitch some kind of child's play slash jingle all the way crossover like arnold has to inhabit his kids turbo man doll to fight chucky or something what do you reckon i mean i was thinking about this how many how many uh franchise films have we covered about toys specifically Mm. you know toy story there's been there've been stories <laughs> i mean it's toy story uh turbo turbo man the turbo man franchise um i mean like i'd say the the rugrats mm. you know that there's chucky a chucky in rugrats but those are also about toys and barbie like like toys are a, are a very oddly specific thing to have come up mm. a lot in our journey um all right everyone's strapping because here comes dan from play pals who has uh done a watch along this this last mm. fortnight so congrats dan for doing that dan writes cracks fingers i think do i need to oh yeah there was a crack nice i gave us one too all right i did my second ever watch along the before trilogy being my past attempt i watched 7.5 out of eight films of the child's play series for all for the first time all within the time frame of seven days i do have to say i did not expect so many split diopter shots in each film each film <laughs> truly a trademark of the franchise except the remake which is interesting that it, yeah if you don't know what a split diopter shot is it's, it's a special sort of lens trick where um something in the foreground and something in the background both be in focus um once you see it and identify what it is you will see them everywhere they they, they stick out like a sore thumb there's a, it's interesting i took the, i i think it's the photo on our instagram for child's play 2019 as a shot where there's something very obvious in the foreground out of focus and andy's in the background in focus i sent it to you and i said in any other chucky movie this would be a split diopter shot um yeah. So Child's Play was surprisingly scary. I think the element that stood out to me was that while normally slashes have dumb young assholes getting killed, nearly everyone who is in danger is just some normal human being trying to get through the day. Totally. That lack of an easy heel besides the partner in the abandoned house made the horror more compelling. I didn't want most of these people to die. My that's hiking. such a great like yeah. that's such a great thing to identify and why these are great movies is that yeah. i care i actually cared about a lot of the characters mm. and compare that to like fucking crispin glover and <laughs> friday four yeah. which is like who the well, hell he is was this a, guy? he was a dead fuck what a, 
<laughs> what is the point in any of these characters? Like, Child's Play actually has really, really, like, characters you get attached to. Yeah. Uh, Ganga, this, the first one, four stars, unlike most slashers, wanted everyone to, to live. Good guys finish last. Nice. Uh, they go on to say child's play 2 was too much of a retread for my taste and i was annoyed that they weren't there that there weren't more hijinks at the factory as the, as set up in the beginning kyle is amazing and i wish the series used her more and dan's haiku for child's play 2 three stars leave andy alone i crave more factory kills kyle is a queen they go on to child's play 3 i started watching but got annoyed because it was andy again Ugh, i just find andy so boring after the first film and don't understand why the series couldn't move on from him sooner i skipped ahead to the end and was glad i skipped the middle no haiku uh then they said bride of chucky was such a campy delight i found the young people pretty bland but loved everything involving jennifer tilly what a queen their IQ is three stars. Never honeymoon in the state of New Jersey. This is what happens. <laughs> and then goes on for Seed of Chucky was my favorite sequel of the series. No question. Camp, non-binary representation, meta humor. Jennifer Tilly acting against Jennifer Tilly, a meta narrative of a pregnant virgin. This was everything I never knew I wanted from the series. Just accepting the ridiculousness of the concept and having fun. Three and a half stars. John Waters catches Chucky masturbating. Says, "Get it, mini meat." um and then curse and cult of chucky both stuck together in my mind whose films have moments of real cool things but the low budget really hinders it all as well as the one-dimensional characters outside of the divine fiona duriff adult andy is an awful actor agreed the endings of both are clearly oh, really? the best parts but both films clearly belong on tubi which is a um a streaming service for shitty films that dan always goes on about also the post-credit scenes from both films were not on peacock in the u.s wtf had to go to youtube for clearly important scenes one of which set up cult curse haiku two and a half stars dinner scene perfect clunky chucky flashback scenes belong on tubi um what that's a, the, i think the dinner scene the, was great the, but the chucky flashbacks are the best part of the movie are oh, yeah. they not <laughs> <laughs> they do reveal some parts of the history of Charles Lee Rabbit. Yeah, do you remember the dinner scene that Chucky's poisoned? And it's like, you know, when we still, he still hasn't spoken, we see an arm mm. poisoned one of the soups. We don't know he's eaten it. And just the way it's like, yeah, people will be about to take a sip of their soup and then someone interrupts yeah, yeah. them and you don't know who has it. It's, it's very fun. It's very um, well done. And yeah, their yeah. cult haiku, two and a half stars, carried by Duriffs. Go, Andy, give us nothing. The third act saved it. Saves it. Uh, and finally child's play 2019 i liked on paper the concept is cool and i liked that they tried something different and taking on a recent and genuine fear of monopolization tech and their proliferation of dependencies a lot of five dollar god that's like a 15 dollar sentence sentence <laughs> right there, um of everyday life on on soulless ai but man it is so badly written can't polish a turd two stars whoever wrote this nailed the elevator pitch and half-assed the rest Tried the show and the first episode was decent enough. Nothing fun or insightful to share be besides that it seems promising. Um, this next comment comes to us from your hosts, Richard and AJ. This is an interesting tactic. Who says, this is a very interesting tactic. You all should know our thoughts on Child's Play since we just did a bloody podcast about it. But we just wanted to take a moment here to ask everyone on the Patreon, which you can find over at www.patreon.com slash 
cult popture to vote for Tremors in the next franchise poll. We know Spooktober is over, but it definitely fits in with Nice Vember being that they're fun, campy movies bound to put a smile on anyone's face. And then Hi, I'm AJ, want to play, <laughs> replied saying, very interesting tactic. <laughs> Um, and we've also got a uh, really awesome message from my brother Nick, um, who has written the Park following. Uh, well, Nick Shark Mob is their name at the moment. That's where they're working. Um, Nick has said the Chucky franchise has quickly become my all-time favorite horror franchise, particularly the TV series, which I know is technically out of the scope of the pod. But what I love most about the franchise is the way that Don Mancini introduced very early on queer themes into the stories he was telling. As a result, I even think the quote-unquote bad Chucky films still feel culturally important and provide representation for those of us on the LGBTQI plus spectrum that love horror. It's also inspiring how they constantly push the boundaries in this regard from Glenn slash Glenda all the way to Jake the gay teenage protagonist of the TV series if I'd seen this content when I was younger I feel like I would have come out much earlier than I eventually did and like I think that's really awesome um and I think that the there is something to be said about like um the, the like your yeah, horror for for gay horror fans and how like mm. i imagine that's not a particularly rewarding genre to be into yeah. if you're looking for representation. yeah well like you know you have to turn to things like um nightmare on elm street 2 which is you know mm. accidental and, and didn't bad do fate. very well for uh <laughs> for its gay star yeah, yeah. but um yeah no and it's like yeah i like the idea that that chucky is a horror franchise for gays but mm. but that's a good thing <laughs> yeah, yeah um totally. but it's um not not like explicitly you know it's not like yeah, it's a franchise about gay people so you guys can have this one mm. it's like yeah that that you know when you have a a gay auteur at the the sort of helm of it that you know that that sort of outlook on life i guess is just gonna seep into the work and um yeah yeah it's interesting this what, what you're talking about is the reason why nerds of the internet diverse directors and diverse storytellers and diverse filmmakers is great because you get perspectives that you don't have and it's it's like like everyone being like uh, let's take she hulk for example how like the the message to the incels was like sorry incels not all content is made for you mm. and the th- the the flip side of that i agree with that statement but the flip side of that is like i kind of love watching content not made for me as a man right like i think i think that's how you become a better person i'll mm. say i think watching stuff from people that aren't like you makes you a better person watching stuff from people who don't like you makes you a sad person <laughs> especially if it's about you oh my yeah. god can you imagine <laughs> uh dr bless my cheese uh has said i ne- i've never seen chucky or any of the major motion pictures or i yeah uh i know i'm a heathen but here's two questions regarding him i've never been can we can we reflect on like the balls to go on probably my most loaded stacked cult elders section of all time it'd be like haven't seen him here's two paragraphs One, I've never been able to substantiate this theory in either direction, but do you think the powers that be at Klasky Shubo may have based Chucky Finster from Rugrats on the Chucky the doll at all? There is certainly a resemblance. Again, I could find no proof one way or another. Do you think my theory has merit? I mean, it has to, right? I mean, I was going to do we- some Googling myself, but Dr. Boss My Jesus said they have already, so... I don't need to. Yeah, well, I mean, when I like, I I knew of Chucky Finster first, you know, hmm. and when I found out about Child's Play Chucky, it was like, 
like like the Rugrat. Like it is it is yeah. a strange a strange thing that's happened where these they're two very similar two looking little people but very with yeah, two yeah. small people with red hair and overalls that mm. are murderous. uh and second back when i was little chucky seemed to have a notoriety among horror characters being the worst in terms of how evil and twisted he was now watching all these franchises would you say that chucky is the most fucked up of them or is there something else going on is it the childish childish innocence that plays into sort of a south park type trick that chucky is bait for your parents and for thinking it's a sweet movie for the kids or is it fucked up for another reason i think that you're always going to have that juxtaposition there's the whole thing about why shane black sets his movies at christmas and like why Mm. bojack horseman has like funny animal characters because you can kind of go deeper if you're going deeper into the joyful on one side you can go deeper into the like fucked up and Mm. dark on the other side Mm. and because there's always an inherent levity to it and you can sort of trick people into into what you're getting and i think that yeah i mean if he has that that notoriety of sort of being the worst one it's like you're always going to keep coming back and watching to see what he does next because oh it's the the goofy little doll Mm. but i also think like what makes chucky so good is that he's a flawed character and he's a selfish character yeah yeah, exactly like he has his own arcs and stuff and so he might be the worst but it also he's also he's also the most vulnerable i think Mm um yeah brenda fatilli replied to that and said i always assumed chucky was a nod to chucky even as a kid and cheese of chucky has said i haven't seen any chuck movies but i'm curious how the franchise compares to the other slashes made it pretty clear you haven't seen the movies there by calling them chuck but uh that does lead into, <laughs> no he's talking about chuck the tv yeah, chuck series, the TV so series. Uh, exactly i mean if we want to do meeting adjourned we can quickly skip ahead to answer uh cheese's question and For sure. rank it uh, and then we'll do continue the franchise. So, oh, okay, yeah. If you want to head along to letterbox.com slash copopshire slash list slash FFF ranking, uh, there's a hyphen between that. Um, yeah, you too can see our ranked list of every franchise we've covered. Uh, where AJ, do you think we're going to place Child's Play? So I've been looking at this list all week because I'm like, I really want to place Child's Play high. Yeah. Um, and I think, so if we, say we were trying to get it into our top 10, yeah. right? The, at 10th place is Harry Potter, at ninth place is Scream. Mm. I'm probably willing to put it in front of Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm not willing to put it above Scream. No, neither. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, so. Right, cool, I was, it's going 10th and done. So th- which, I think, I think, I think it's, it's, oh, is it not, nah, fuck, it's not Gold Star because of the yeah. remake. Ugh. No, though we don't usually because it's a separate continuity. Ah, do you want to give it a gold star? Uh, I still think that there's like, I guess there is arguments over which one is the worst, but I think there's a notable um, uh, fluctuation in quality. Okay, damn, damn. Well, <laughs> it's been a while since I've loved every film in a franchise, and so yeah. it was really fun to. Um, to to look at this but yeah now we've yeah. got what do we got to do now continue the franchise so um i will go over first of all some continuations of the franchise that might be popping up mm-hmm. so uh domicini discussed the potential of a child's play film set on a train oh cool very uh, cool train of chucky ch- uh choo-choo of chucky my, my, i mean that would fit in with the um the 
single location sequels mm, that the last two have been. Uh, as well as revealing plans for a crossover film with A Nightmare on Elm Street, tentatively referred to as Child's Play on Elm Street, and his pitch is that Chucky ends up in some kid's house on Elm Street, and Chucky and Freddy inevitably be in the dreamscape. Chucky sleeps, why not? <laughs> Chucky sleeps, Chucky dreams, and they have <laughs> ad- this admiration for each other, but they quickly realize that Elm Street isn't big enough for the two of them, so in a riff on Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, they have a contest who can kill the most teenagers before the sun comes up. Uh, Chucky two sleeps, short why films. not? yeah there's a couple of short films there's chucky's vacation slides which was um on the dvd uh and blu-ray release of seed and seed of chucky it's set after seed of chucky it's does chucky tiffany and glenn having returned from a family vacation they go through various photographs but tiffany notices corpse in the background of photographs realizing that he started killing people again <laughs> and they get mad brad Dourif, jennifer tilly and billy boyd all reprise their roles from the films Nice. And then there's also Chucky Invades, which was leading up to the DVD release of Curse of Chucky in 2013. A series of short film videos were released um, featuring Chucky interrupting the events of several other horror films. Uh, and Brad Dourif is in it. Uh, first one, Chucky Invades Psycho, has Chucky using a stepladder to kill Marion Crane in the shower. He's then discovered by Norman Bates, Janet Lee, and Anthony Perkins, the Kieran, and uh, Kawa footage. Uh, second one he invades the purge third one he invades mama and fourth one he invades drag me to hell okay so they i said i loved it and then you mentioned the other three and i'm like well they haven't stayed very relevant have they that, yeah. remember how scary movie five was a parody of mama yeah, yeah yeah so i think about that every day despite the fact that that's such an obscure movie that did not stand the test of time or stay in in like pop culture zeitgeist this is our second franchise to have a parody of mama associated with it um and also like someone listening to this feel free to fact check this but as far as we can tell or remember this is the first time we're two completely unrelated franchises like so we're not i'm not talking machete spy kids kind of thing but we're a franchise like explicitly references the franchise that we Hmm. randomly covered before it because there's quite a few references to psycho on the sort of latter of chucky films Hmm. Especially Seed of Chucky, which has a shower murder scene and yeah, and everything, else. Um, and has uh, Glenn looking down and saying, "I wouldn't mm. even hurt a fly." And there's also a a um a boy's best friend as his mother is also yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, there's only one video game featuring uh, Chucky. It's called Chucky Slash and Dash. It's an endless runner video game like um Crash on the Run or <laughs> Subway Surfers. Uh, came out in 2013, um, and yeah, it's uh the the game received relatively little media coverage and reviews were mainly negative and uh of course as we mentioned one video game starting last year there is a chucky tv series which continues on from sort of where we i I don't know too much about the plot of it i am kind of keen to watch it but it's the original creative team the yeah cast it continues on from where the movies left off aj what is your continue the franchise so i mentioned before that um chucky is one of many toy franchises and like i was initially thinking you know the mind first goes to chucky versus freddy or whatever but i was like that's so expected what if chucky was to fight like another toy and that led me down the path of um barbie meets the good guys and Ooh. what this is, is this is um, a new Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is a tie-in promotional 
to the fictional good guys company and so everything in the movie is like stand like it's it's how the good guys brand portray the good guys character and so it's not exactly chucky but it is like maybe it is still like a promotional tie-in to a new chucky movie um you know maybe chucky tampers with the footage or, or something like that but i was thinking like like in the same because initially i was like barbie and chucky in, in the lost birthday or something like that but mm. but then i was like no because they all the good guys have different names they they a great piece of world building i really appreciated and cult of chucky was with they mm. clarified that good guys have 50 different different names that they cycle through which i was wondering about so two percent of them are are named chucky yeah yeah uh so the yeah i guess um yeah that's my continue the franchise is a good guys barbie crossover (laughs) (laughs) okay so my continue the franchise is we continue where um child's play 2019 ends Mm. that um there's a big recall of the buddy dolls and as this sort of, you know, placing them all into storage, one of the, the eyes of the, on the buddy dolls flickers red and being like, Oh, buddy's alive. The camera pulls out to reveal this happening on a TV screen. And Brad Dourif's Chucky is watching this and he's pissed. They've besmirched his good name. (laughs) Uh, and so this leads us into a Chucky versus Chucky film. This see that what's great about this is that the this is not unfeasible because mm. what it, because they keep the name Chucky but change good guys, which is almost like in universe they were like it's based off the urban legend of the evil good guys doll. But because mm. that's an actual established brand, we can't use that, so we'll just use character names because you know Andy Barclay's not trademarked chucky isn't Mm. trademarked and so it's like a it's like a um legally distinct version that that the actual chucky could watch yeah uh and so yeah chucky chucky brad duras chucky takes on mark hamill's chucky i think mark hamill would be on board with this Mm. but i can't imagine anyone else from the 2019 (laughs) creative uh cast would be on Mm. board with it yeah Nice. nice so what else have we got to bloody do? We have got to uh, do a couple of things, Richard. We're, no, we've already yeah. ranked the franchise, so we've, yeah, we have. We've, we're, we're bloody all over the place this episode. But so we normally now would reveal our next franchise, and this episode is no different. <laughs> this so this we're on a roulette cycle right we are on a roulette cycle uh i turned to patreon over the last week so last year you might remember we did um due to my declining mental health uh in lockdown and the fact that we had to watch five phantasm films we we said all right november we're gonna make fun we're gonna make it nice and we we created a a a second franchise list we put two film franchises back on it and any longer franchises are ones that we kind of were like would be like fuck yeah this is a cool one to cover you know and a few people in the discord mentioned oh i hope nice vember which i guess is what it's called is (laughs) returning for this year and so i went on to patreon did a quick little poll and said explained the concept of nice vember and said do you want us to roll because i mean it's up to the patrons if they want to do nice vember when it's their uh turn to you know suggest whatever they want mm. but you know for us we're bound by the 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 
franchise gods, the roulette gods. Mm. But we said, look, do you want us to roll from the fun franchise list, we, as we call it, or just the regular list? And the the overwhelming majority of the votes said roll from the nice list. And so that's what we're going to do. There's only 55 franchises on here compared to our usual. I'm going to uh, randomly generate a number. And that will correspond to a franchise. 40. Did you hear that? 40. Well, before you reveal that, Richard, I do just want to implore our listeners, if you have enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy the show, please uh, consider liking us on all the places. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can join the Discord, which is the the beating heart of Cult Popshire, the 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 possessed soul well the soul possessing the doll that is called popcha is the discord i don't know uh or <laughs> if you wanted to um tell us which films we watch like um what will happen next nice vember roll um you can support us monetarily on patreon.com slash where you get to do all sorts of things including uh getting us to watch movies you get exclusive podcasts you get to um say things that end up in the episode itself uh so it's very it's you can you can scratch the surface of the podcast by like you can be right outside the 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 window it's not even a window it's a tent flap that's how (laughs) close you can get to being in in the podcast itself and the way to do that is over at patreon.com slash so get on over there richard what is nice franchise number 40 well uh number 40 is is right um can you think of any franchises that uh, revolve around the number 40 knocked up and this is 40 yeah it is it is this is 40 and knocked up two film franchise have you seen them before uh so uh this is maybe should save this for the episode i'd seen knocked up years ago and i walked out of the theater of this is 40 so let that be wow. a tantalizing tease i'm so tantalized this might be a good one to see if we can get a guest on i think a 40 year old guest i i was looking i just pulled up 1982 in new zealand to see who was born there wow so just a cold cold calling 40 year old uh, we could get Manonu. Let's do it. The, the predator himself. For Ma Nonu to turn up into into film franchise Fortnite as we talk about Knocked Up and This Is 40. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and stay tuned for the post credit scene coming at you after this music ends. Welcome along to the post credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, what slash who is it? Uh, this comes to us from Joe slash Rundle. It's Joe Rundle. I just, uh, it sounded so fun when you said slash. Uh, Joe Rundle says, what is your favorite item of clothing? I have a big, big, big red beanie that I like to wear. Yeah, that's your, your signature piece. I uh, there's I have like this kind of very colourful shirt I like to wear. I've posted some photos of it um, mm. before on the Discord and on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Go mm. check that out. It's the one I'm wearing in my review for Elvis, if you go watch that. Nice. Um, and But my, my favourite item of clothing that I don't own fun uh little thing is uh i love like is it my pink cow- jacket oh no no i hate that thing i um, <laughs> i don't hate it i don't have any feelings about it but the um i really want to get like a cowboy shirt you know with like a, a sort of plainish looking shirt but it has like 
white sort of details at the top, like sort of above the breast. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really want to get one of those shirts and that's um, my favorite item of clothing that I don't own. And I guess I'll get a bolo tie with it as well if I get one. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll look forward to that. We'll post photos when you get one eventually. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 